You got Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. And you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Another beautiful day here in Philadelphia. Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, them, them cold chills, man. They, 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 it's slowly but surely getting away, man. Yeah, man. They, they're getting out of the way. I feel myself peeling off more layers and layers because the weather is just fantastic. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first walked outside, I'm like, this is perfect. Like, hooping weather like to play basketball outside would be fantastic and of course like tomorrow when i'm not doing the show it's probably gonna rain yeah man uh, speaking of uh, perfect weather man like you were down you were down south uh, this weekend man how was it man? it was fantastic you know a lot of a lot of good food you know walked it off too did about fifteen thousand steps a day but uh yeah a lot of good food it was good to get out of town for a little bit you know re-energize and refresh and now i'm back and uh, we have a pretty good slate for you today. We're going to talk about some NBA. Um, WNBA draft was uh, last Thursday, so we're going to get a little bit in depth in that. And, you know, the NFL draft is officially not, I believe, nine days away. Okay, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to mental check that. I was going to say, if anyone knows how many days away the draft is, it's, oh, yeah. it's well, you. Yeah, listen, we are Nick Foles, uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> midnight green days away from the NFL draft. So, and I'm going to give my finals, you know, picks 22 to 32 on my mock draft. And then after that, you know, I'll post it for everyone to see yeah. on uh, all on social media. And uh, I am taking questions. Uh, the one thing I have been doing on on our Instagram page is that give me an NFL uh, draft question. I'll, I'll post a 90-second video on my thoughts. Listen, here's my thing. If you don't care for my thoughts, then don't ask my opinion to begin with, man. <laughs> hey, talk that talk. Yeah, That's man. for real. <laughs> I, I love what you're doing with the two so far. So I see, I seen what you did. Yeah, keep it up. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up today. Uh, we're gonna do a uh, quick headlines real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin signed a three year extension to stay with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin, who has been with the team since I believe since 2007, has yet to have a losing season mm-hmm. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers unfortunately came off a first round loss to the Cleveland Browns, but once again, I'm not in vain to uh, an 11 5 record. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Call it right off the bat. Let's see. Let's get got. it. 98.5 WJYM, right back sports. Hello? All right. And uh, listen, if you don't want to, you know, troll us and you actually want to talk sports with us, man, Mark, <laughs> want to get that call number? Of course, that phone number is 215-763-9596 to join the conversation. Yes, and uh, once again, you know, Mike Tomlin, once again, congratulations on the extension. Keep doing the good work, my brother. Also, LaMelo Ball, big news in the NBA. LaMelo Ball has also been cleared for basketball activities. Hopefully he'll be able the the hopes is is that he'll be able to rejoin the Charlotte Hornets within seven to ten days, trying to get himself acclimated to come back to the team. That's pretty soon. First off, big shout out to Mike Tomlin for getting that contract extension because, like, you know, I feel like we're always fighting for black coaches and for him to just continue to be out here doing his thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, having them, you know, continue to be relevant in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Big shouts out for him. Yeah. But um, LaMelo Ball, oh, go ahead. Oh, my uh, bad. Um, we'll, uh, just one more. And also, there's reports that both the uh, New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers, two teams who are the Giants are picking number 11 and the Carolina Panthers are picking eight, are reportedly looking to trade back for this year's NFL draft. Got so, you. Uh, about more about LaMelo Ball. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it, I, I was shocked to hear that he was returning because I thought it was a season-ending injury, but – I mean, he's a kid, so kids bounce back with no time. So that's what's up for them. I mean, unfortunately, I think right now they're sitting in the eighth seed. So yeah. if they maintain that, um, 
you already know who they're running up against, and that's the Philadelphia 76 or so. Yeah. It'd be nice to see, but they'll, they'll be in Cancun in no time. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, LaMelo Ball getting the – Getting a Charlotte Hornets team, especially coming back from an injury like that. Yeah. Because we all know how wrist injuries affect you. Playing up. Um, lost my train of thought. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. So, with him returning, right, mm-hmm. and we, we know how fantastic Anthony Edwards has been playing with LaMelo Ball being out and how he's been playing this entire season. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that somehow, some way, LaMelo Ball can somehow reclaim that and still somehow become Rookie of the Year? It depends on his numbers. If he comes back without like a hiccup and he's averaging like eighteen, eight, and eight, yeah, and yeah. they secure themselves uh, that playoff spot, uh, like a playoff spot. Now I'm not sure I'm talking about like the AC and you got to do the playing tournament and all that. Yeah, like a number six seed because the top six got secure spots. True. In my honest opinion, give him the award. I think that I mean, look, I'll, I'll put it like this. All right, I think a six seed is a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch for the expectations of a rookie. No, I'm, I'm, but I feel like if he somehow managed to sneak them into the playoffs in general, especially where Minnesota is sitting at the bottom of the Western Conference. I feel like on the strength of that, like, yeah, he should it's get it. It depends on how he plays that when he it's returns. It's not really a stretch because when you look at it, the sixth seed right now is the New York Knicks, and they're only two games back. True. So, listen, True. And more importantly, uh, all those teams between, you know, the the Hawks, uh, the Hawks who currently have the number four seed, and the uh, the Hornets who are – you know, the eighth, there's only two and a half games separating all those teams. Yeah. And in between that is the Hawks, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Heat, and the Hornets. And so, like, all that can fluctuate. So, it is like, pretty close. Yeah. First, I'd like to um, apologize to the Atlanta Hawks because I was slandering them hard, like real hard in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, for them to actually bounce back to be this good, I mean, it took some time. But they're definitely in the middle of the pack. So I'm, I'm a little bit shocked at the way they picked it up and got it together. Shouts out. Lloyd Pierce still our coach, right? Yeah, Lloyd Pierce got fired. Nate McMillan. You know, oh, Nate in. McMillan took over. Yes. Okay. But, oh, wait. Lloyd Pierce got fired this year, though. Yes. He got fired mid- mid-season. Yeah, yeah, Okay. All right. So shout out to Nate McMillan holding down that squad. And shout out to Atlanta doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 look, like I said, if, if you're going to come out here and actually, like, do your thing, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I have no problem doing it. So whenever people, teams, players, whatever, like, prove me wrong, then, hey, I will be the first in line to be like, yo, you know what? <laughs> I messed up. And I think that's the, that's the adult in me that does that. The, the adult in you. The adult in me does All right. that. And, uh, you know, speaking of doing their things, uh, I think we just, uh, you wanted to start off with the, uh, the game last night. Oh, I mean, we, we absolutely have and to. And the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know, now Steph Curry has now extended his plus 30 game point streak. Jesus. He's now 11 straight games, passing Kobe Bryant. Jesus. For uh, players who've done it over age 33 and older. Wow. That, that game last night, like, watching. So, all right, so let me just backtrack a little bit. So Saturday night, I'm watching the Warriors versus the Celtics, and that game to me, I'm losing my mind. I'm basically watching a one-on-one match between Jason Tatum and Stephen Curry. But yeah. Saturday night, I'm loving everything Stephen Curry's doing. I'm bouncing off the wall. I'm freaking running all over the place. Like, oh my God, is he gonna make ten threes this game? Like, just losing my mind completely. But then, like, come to find out, he plays us, and I'm like. Well, now I hate him. Like, what are you doing? Like, now now you're making the crazier shots than you was making on Saturday night. And then, to make matters worse, you mess around and win. No, as soon as I saw the report that Ben Simmons wasn't playing, I'm like, this is going to be a long night. Oh, for sure. 
for sure definitely going to be a very long, frustrating night. So I like I, it, it was it was tough to watch, but it was also beautiful at the same time. You just gotta you gotta respect it at the uh, end of at the beginning of the day. Like you just you just gotta respect it because he played like outstanding. And shout out to the Warriors defense because they. They slowed Joel down a bit. Like, I wasn't expecting that, but they slowed him down a bit. But, I mean, the Sixers got in the right places for them to score when he was double-teamed. So, I'll give him that. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do when a man drops 49 on you easily, just unconsciously killing us from behind and the Anywhere on the court. Anywhere. It was that one play where he um, was coming through the screen. Joel was about to stop him. I think George Hill was right there, and he did, like, a little in and out and just stepped back, and then he hit it right in Joel's face, like, right in the corner. I was like, yeah, that's that's a heat check shot. I know, like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, that's that's game. Yeah. That that was game. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was frustrating to watch. and Frustrating and fun. No, no, more so frustrating because I feel like – even yes, Ben Simmons was out. You know, Tobias Harris was out. But I feel like you know, scheme wise, I feel like it wasn't the best that Doc Rivers could. I mean, it's a regular season game. I mean, you don't, you're not, you weren't expecting Steph Curry coming in to make another ten threes, were you? Like, let's be real. I thought like mm, he might get five to seven, not another ten, and a, almost a fifty piece if he didn't miss that free Listen, throw. I was just expecting you know some 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 boxing one, you know. Hard traps on the pick and roll, like all. We that. tried, <laughs> we tried. What can we do? We tried. You you saw the game. He made like what? It was ten out of seventeen threes, right? Yeah. What, what like what can we do? <laughs> like he tr- we tried. What's up, Carm? How you feeling? <laughs> Living, man. <laughs> I, I thought you would be excited. Your boy stuff went off on us last night. I know. The 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 president of your light skin club. He's not the president, but um, I know he did as no surprise to me. I figure he's been on a tear, so yeah, nice to see. Always good to see Steph winning, even though it is against us. But honestly, we deserved it at the same time because we were at home, didn't protect the home court, and you know we were short. They're short, obviously, but you can't, you don't have an answer again. You can't cha- trade twos for threes, so Steph was making the threes and. For for this game, and I know you guys might be shocked, but it, that game meant nothing to me. There was no Ben, no Tobias. Like, well, yeah, but Steph dropped basically fifty. I'm, well, I'm okay with that loss. We also got to think the Warriors were also underhanded as well. No Clay Thompson, James Wise. Was yeah, but we've we've known that all season. Like that. Yeah, we've known that all season. Even so, then like there's and also even a reason George Hill made his debut. Like, what what were people really expecting from a guy first time being on the court in what twelve weeks? Like, I mean, he made a little impact, but it unfortunately wasn't enough to win. It's just, at the end of the day, I'm just tipping my cap off to Steph. Like, he played an outstanding game. He just didn't miss. So, I, I can't be mad at the loss. And we're still in first. And this is coming from me. You know how I always think the world's going to end. Oh, look at you, Mr. Bottom Line. I I mean, look, I'm just keeping it being today. I, I told you, I'm being an adult. Bottom line. Yeah, I'm being an adult today and just keeping it a bean. So I, I, I got nothing to worry about. It was it was a spectacular. Oh, Mark's in his Zen mode today. I am. Wow. I'm very zen out. Cool. Now, now if like, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. All right. Who are you? And uh, did you leave the real Mark Thompson like down in Louisiana? Nah, I'm. Not oh yeah, I was just Did you talk about the ship ready? Did I miss that? It was brief. I didn't talk about it too too much. But I mean, yeah, I talked about Who'd it. Who'd you go down there with? Some friend? Uh, just some friend, you know, a little friend. Oh, a friend? Yeah. None. Oh, okay, little oh, John. Because I've seen a lot of pictures and no group pictures. Oh, my so gosh. I was assuming that, it was with the giveaway, huh? with the with oh, the special someone, huh? Well, that was a friend. That was okay. a friend. You know All right, what I'm listen. All right, listen. Okay. I don't, I don't like how you put me on the room, spot right same now. Same hotel room, I'm friend. 
I mean, can we talk about this off the Mm. Y'all got me in here sweating and whatnot. Ain't no sweat involved. That's a you was a black boy fly, right? <laughs> you was out here. <laughs> so I'm Bro, y'all got the jizzles. I'm just saying, like you yeah. was you was living, so hey, we just trying to just trying to just hear about the time. You know, I would highly recommend everybody go on a little trip to reset. You know, get going. We got reset, we got, huh? Yeah, reset. Okay. You know, get going. Press that you know. set button, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reset Copy. button. Got summertime on the way, so I mean, shoot, since we talking to trips, I'm going to Atlanta this weekend, too. So, what's up? Like, Oh, nice. Good yeah, time. I heard about you and the boys mm-hmm. for Steve's show. Yeah. Shout out to Steve, word, man. Word travel fast. Scuba Steve. Yes. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Shouts out. <laughs> Quiet is kept. Go to iTunes right now. Cop up. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Steph, good work last night. You know, we should have won because we're the Sixers and it's our home court. But it's fine. Again, like, I agree with Mark, though. Like, when Steph is off, going off like that, he's just making shots. It's hard to stop him. And Steph is just, just beautiful to watch, honestly. When you watch Steph, you just can't get angry. Yeah. It's Steffordless. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, listen, <laughs> um, breaking news. Yeah, um, talk that talk right now. Listen, um, Derek, Chav- Derek Chavon has been found guilty on all three charges. Mm-hmm. He's been found guilty on all three charges? Yes. Good. Yes. Good. How much time? Good. I don't know. I just found out that it's he's guilty of all three charges. I'm on Twitter right now, and I want to thank Terry Richardson for, uh, you know, breaking the news for us. Thank on you. YouTube, uh, Terry Richardson. I want you to spit them facts. Looking at you. Don't break the mic. I'm talking about you, Carm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, T. Had to get my mic right. Yeah, nah, that's that. Th- that's good. Like, I'm so happy because like me and my best friend were just talking about this before I came to the city. We we're like, yo, if this the the verdict is not what it should be, it's gonna be buck wild. Yeah. Buck. Wow. I so. my mom was like just texting me about it, and I was being like a a, a negative Nancy for a moment because I'm like, well, I mean, we've seen this before. Even though I just wanted to be wrong, I'm like, National Guard is in the city. Everyone's preparing, boarding up this, boarding up that. Like when when this happened with Trayvon Martin, like we got you know the verdict went the opposite direction. But I mean, this one, come on, you didn't need. We didn't even need to have this trial on television. We saw the video. We saw the whole nine, eleven minute video. Right. Yeah, that, that's what sucks about the Trayvon Martin thing is that there was no video for that. For sure. So it was just like a he said, he said, basically, because the other person is gone. So yeah. that would, I mean, obviously what he did, he was guilty. But for sure. This time, obviously, the video was there and you can't deny it. You can't deny his demeanor, his actions, and just everything that went ap- thereafter. So, Facts. you know. Proof is in the pudding. But at the same time, in America's sister, look at the Rodney King. That was on video, too. And look what happened to them. That, to that is very true. So that was on video, too. So you never know how things are going to swing. But I think in this climate, the way things are going towards more of a hopefully a more unified, you know, kind of shooting down people who are acting crazy mindset. Hope, yeah. I feel like this verdict had to happen this way because nobody was having that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I saw a perfect tweet um, for this. He was like, this is not justice. This is finally accountability. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I mean, like I said, I, this was on video. We saw this. We saw his reaction. We s- did he have his hands in his pocket at one mm-hmm. point? Like, come on, yo. Yeah. Then they want to bring up talking about, oh, it was the fumes. The fumes is part of the reason yeah. why, you yeah. know, he went into cardiac arrest. Yes, guilty on second-degree murder, guilty on third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Good. All right, good. He needs to fry. Yeah, I mean, uh, now we just got to we gotta continue. Like, we got to hold these cops accountable with their supposed spectacular training. And, yeah, we just got to hold these people accountable. Because there are, believe it or not, some good cops out there. So I think There's a lot of good a, cops out there. Yeah, this is, this is a win there. for, like, the good cops, too, in my opinion. Because, like, 
the, I don't know about y'all, but like all cops, like that I see, kind of like I kind of frown at them, just like frown. I don't really like get into it or not like that, because you just never know. But like, you know, it's just. I mean, personally, I know a lot of cops. You know, at like friends of mine, like fam- almost family to me. You know what I mean? So, um, and family to me, honestly. So, you know, I'm kind of on the side of there are good cops out there, and not all cops should be, you know, crucified over what certain. Just like with any race, you For can't sure. say that all black people are this, all Spanish people are this, because not everyone is the same. You can't group everybody together. Just like the same with the cops. Yeah, there's good and bad in every single group of people, and yeah. that's the same with the cops. But it just sucks because these police officers have weapons you know and they have authority so that makes the stakes higher mm-hmm. but you can't but i mean even no matter how much is out there at the same time even if you see videos sometimes a lot of times say think like you see like 10 videos yeah how many videos or things or instances that have not happened badly that you don't see that's but true you only see the bad moments yeah you know and, what I mean? and to be honest this has always happened for years it's just now we got these smartphones where right. anyone can record and then they also cops have the body cameras on them as well so like this is it's just now things are more in the light so i mean yeah oh, so be it let's do it but but it's true if you do something wrong again hold them accountable if they, that's, like, that's he, was, he was off the marker he was wrong like that was wrong so yeah. anyone uh, if you like or don't like cops you can agree that he didn't do the right thing right so be accountable to that and mm-hmm. i'm glad that he was found you know guilty you want to know something crazy too oh go ahead we got a call 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Hello? Doggone kids keep playing on the phone. Yep. But, yeah, so this is good news. I'm happy because I was worried news. about tonight. I was like, it was about to be on and pop. I was worried, city. too. I went out when we were walking up. I saw, like, that right aid boarded up. I'm like, I know. Oh, man. I'm yeah. like, better. <laughs> I'm like, well, this joint better go the right way because it's going to be a mess leaving the city tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to look like Gotham City when the Joker took over. <laughs> or just Gotham City in general. Yeah. Yeah, because Gotham is a city wretched with crime and <laughs> incest and, you know. Incest. Yeah, incest. What? What? Just craziness, man. Anything you can think of is in Gotham City. You ever seen Gotham, the show? That's yeah, so happy. Nah, yeah. Yeah, incest, man. You had coffee today? You still, no. you still on your diet? I am. Three weeks strong, man. You eating any carbs or any, you eating anything that gives you brain food, any brain power? I mean, a lot of things. Have, I'm eating natural the things that go into your body, not, you know, p- things that are man-made. I'm eating natural things, man. I'm all right, I'm cool. I'm just, I'm, I'm Gucci. Just, all right, I'm just figuring out your word choice. That's I'm all. Gucci. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. What's up, though? What's, yeah. what's the next one, Slate? All right, we, so, we, once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM, running back sports, sports for the culture. Chris Hunter, Mark here. If you want to get that call number, if you want to call, like, Mark, get the call number again. Yes, the phone number is 215-763-9596. And to actually call and actually talk to us, not just you know, right? And if y'all and if y'all on on YouTube, talk that talk. Like we're gonna be reading out the comments. Like continue, to, uh, like add to the conversation as well. We appreciate y'all. Absolutely. And uh, without further ado, we're gonna have another installment of Carm's Corner. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. I'm back, back at it like I never left with Carm's Corner. Dun, da, da, da. Welcome back. We gotta get dun, you some dun, theme dun. music. It can't be Beyonce though. No, it's gonna have to be like some kind of I don't know, some kind of mommy stuff. I don't some know. Mommy stuff. Yeah, some mommy you want some stuff. Bad Bunny? You know, bad, you know, bad Bunny. Maybe some pun. You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe okay. Some J Lo. I'll be down with some J Lo. That's my girl, the okay. queen. Anywho's okay. Carm's <laughs> Corner. We're back at it again. This week for Carm's Corner, I decided to highlight. So, if you, anyone doesn't know, the WNBA draft was this past Thursday. 
Um, 36 ladies were selected mm -hmm. to draft this year. Congratulations to all the ladies. A lot of my Arizona Baylor ladies got drafted, so I was happy to see that. Just a sidebar. Um, so for this week's Carm Corner, I wanted to talk about someone who's at the forefront of that draft, which was the NBA, I mean, the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about Kathy now. So Kathy is 57 years old. She's a married woman, mother of two. She's a New Jersey native. She got, so she's, you know, right across the way. She got a degree in accounting and played basketball and lacrosse at Lehigh University in 1986. She played for the Naismith Hall of Famer coach, Muffet McGraw. Mm. She spent 30 years at Doolittle. Um, it's a financial company. She actually was a CEO of the company at one point. Um, she was hired in May 2019 as the WNBA's fifth leader. But she, this is a really fun fact. She was the first WNBA leader to be named commissioner, give the, get, the, get the commissioner title. All in the history of the WNBA, every person who was the head of the WNBA, they weren't called commissioner. They were just called, like, the WNBA leader. Mm. So she was the first, she's the first commissioner titled. Um, her first full year, she dealt with COVID-19. She's kind of been known, uh, known across the WNBA as being uh, just a, a head person and kind of keeping the league going through COVID with her, you know, her procedures and her safety and everything she believes in with dealing with science and everything of that nature. She kind of pushed the WNBA to keep playing and for the games to happen as safely as possible. Mm. Um, in 2015, she became the first woman to hold a CEO position at one of the big four professional service firms. So she's basically, right, so again, she spent 30 years at Doolittle. She has a financial accounting background. She was in the finance department in a lot of pharmaceutical companies. So for her, she kind of had this first act of being like a big, high-power CEO of these um, big companies. And then she kind of got her second act, which is now started in 2019 as a WNBA commissioner. Hmm. So um, her mantra during the whole COVID-19 process of WNBA was follow the science. Um, she was a part of an intricate part of setting up the WNBA safe bubble. Um, she dealt with the aftermath of the accounting industry, the Enron situation. Remember that happened? Um, Y'all heard remember that Enron when all that stuff was going down? No, I'm no. not gonna front. No. Okay, well Enron was a it was a big scandal. It was like they they kind of went bankrupt, like corrupt, and because of that. She kind of got backlash in her career, mm. and she was quoted in saying, "Dire circumstances can open a door to strong leadership." She, hold on, I got more. Um, so. When she became WNBA commissioner, she had to, so she dealt with a, some adversity. She had to fire the Sparks longtime general manager Penny Toller after her profanity-laced locker room outburst in September 2019. So when she first got the job, she dealt with the whole thing that went on with the Atlanta Dream owner Kelly Loeffler and their political views. Remember that she was like a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. She was oh, yeah, against yeah, the WNBA yeah. and what they were trying to do with like the you know social injustice. She kind of spoke out against I it. I remember that and that whole controversy. So she had to deal with that. Um, she basically, like I said, she saved the league during 2019 and pushing them to move forward to play safely. She's Her biggest thing is to form good player relationships with the, the ladies of the WNBA. One of her first things that she did was she secured charter flights for the Aces and the Sparks when they had one-day travel between playoff games and Pacific and Eastern time zones to prevent travel fatigue. That impressed players because a lot of the times these WNBA players, they don't get that kind of – they don't get charter planes. That's not in the WNBA budget, unlike uh -huh. the men, which they always get charter planes. Right. The WNBA does not. They got to take buses. They got to take whatever you have, whatever have you. So she chartered a plane for them. So she's kind of trying to build morale, build, um, you know, confidence within the WNBA players. So she's all about, like, player development. Um and she's very supportive of the social justice platforms and everything going on within the WNBA and the NBA. 
and um, she has a commitment to driving the advancement of women increasing diversity and she was the first woman to serve as chair of the Catalyst Board, a global nonprofit org that promotes inclusive workplaces for women. So she's all about inclusivity, women's rights, pushing women in the workforce, women empowerment. And again, she was a CEO for 30 years in the private sector, left out of there to pursue her first passion, which is basketball. She played it in college. And fun fact about her, too, her dad, Kurt, was drafted in 1957 by the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. So she has, she comes from a basketball family. She's played basketball in school. She has a passion for ball. But, you know, I think it's cool when I looked up on her because it's kind of like a Kobe situation in the fact, obviously not in the magnitude or even in the same realm, but in the terms of you have one career and then you do like a second act. And that's kind of her. She had this whole career in the financial, you know, kind of like woman, like CEO kind of realm. And now she's a CEO of a totally different thing, which Mm -hmm. is the WNBA. And she's trying to pick them up and kind of just her thing is expanding viewership and fanship. And she's all about just getting the WNBA more, you know, fans and kind of just improving it and i think i read up that um the the first game of last season's wnba started the season was like the highest it was like one of the highest viewed in like a long time mm-hmm. so she's all about just pushing the wnba forward which i think is really important even with this draft it was really well done i enjoyed it when i watched it so shout out to her and i think it's really cool that she's finally a commissioner i don't understand why they weren't called commissioners from the beginning because nba has always been nba commissioner so, not really understanding that, but shout out to her. And I thought it was just really interesting to read up on her and her whole history and that you don't have to be in a box if you want. If you say you have a whole life doing one thing, you can do something else. You yeah. know, experiences for one part of your life can add to your experiences in a whole different part of your life. And I think she's definitely proof of that. So, shout out to Kathy, man. And the That's WNBA. awesome. Shouts out to Kathy. Mm-hmm. WNBA, I feel like, I don't know if it's more because we're talking about it more. I feel like I'm seeing it more. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, me too. But I think it has to do with the WNBA, especially after Kobe was so, you know, so for it. I mm-hmm. think after his death, I think people did start to take more notice. Yeah. And then they are getting, I think, better promotions. They're getting more ESPN games. Like, they're getting more, like, national coverage, national games. And that's for how sure. it starts, getting national games. Like, hey, have a WNBA game on a Saturday afternoon on ESPN. That'll get you more viewership. That people will watch that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where it starts. I just kind of wish they changed their, like, when they held their season. Like, I don't like that their season is, like, spring, summer-ish. Yeah. I feel like that's when we're like you just said a Saturday national game in the summer or spring. Yeah, that's you're true. Because you know you're not watching about, that. Yeah. You're out doing things. And that's true. Maybe I mean but here's the thing, but then they have to compete with the NBA and the NBA schedule. That, yeah, that's true. So was if they true. do that, I mean not saying obviously my I'm not gonna say one is better than the other, but people are probably most likely gonna watch NBA over WNBA when yeah. they're both on T V. But you also gotta realize that even if they do change the schedule to like, you know, fall and winter it's still going to have to compete with the NFL also. Yeah, that's true. So, so no matter like what, it's going to be a sco- conflict of schedule. Yeah, yeah. and even and even here's the thing. Same with the baseball. Baseball is spring, summer. People watch baseball. Yeah, but that's kind of different because baseball is also like an, uh, an outside sporting event. Yeah. Like, baseball is something. Like, I was randomly thinking, like, yo, I might want to check out a Phillies game. The weather is nice. Not yeah, that I'm really going to be there watching the game because they're going to probably be getting spanked, but just to be there for the atmosphere and the vibe. Yeah, that's you know true. What I'm it is hard because it's like, when do they have their season? Like, here's the thing. What if the NBA 
came up with a game plan as to how to incorporate the NBA and WNBA on the same kind of level. Like they're both on the same level in terms of promotion, in terms of scheduling. They kind of go back to back. You know, we say they do an NBA game right mm-hmm. after they do a WNBA game. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I was just thing. about to say that. Like that would be cool. Clock, like yeah, the WNBA game, but then like you get like Warriors and Trailblazers after that. Yeah, yeah, that, like, would, be that cool. would that would make sense because it's like they're both NBA brand. It's just yeah. one is women, one is men. And you have them running on the same schedule instead of having back-to-back men's games, have one or the other. I think the only like struggle with that though is a lot of these teams they all use the same arena, so I could kind of see that conflict I mean, as well. At the same time, the the WNBA has so many they like the the franchises of the WNBA. I think it's like twelve. They have so they have so many like like Connecticut. Connecticut is a WNBA league. The the um, NBA doesn't have a Connecticut right, team. Right, right, right. Um, Atlanta. I don't think I don't know if the the Dream and the Hawks use the same place. Then I wouldn't be shocked. New York's New York Liberty, I think maybe they do. They do share, but still, I mean, you can make it work if you really look at the schedule and see. Okay, so the Nets are here one day, the Knicks are here one day, the Liberty are here one day. How can we? Because not obviously not everyone plays home every day. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. they can make it work if they really looked at everyone's schedule and made it a point like we're gonna promote the WNBA just like we promote the NBA yeah. and watch the viewership go up tenfold because it's like we talked about before it's good basketball yeah it's not the flashiness sometimes of dunking right but they're getting there just like the girl who got trapped in number two she dunks in the EuroLeague yeah so she's gonna so be dunking she's from Finland yeah, she's or something Finland. Like that. Yeah. yeah so she's gonna be dunking in the WNBA so dunks are dunks are coming yeah so uh, if they would just promote it catch a body. just like the NBA, I would the WNBA would be so successful. Go ahead, Chris. You trying to say her name? Yeah, uh, a walk here. <laughs> a walk, a walk. Hold on, I got it written down. I, I, it's, I, that's why I'm I'm not the one to say that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cure? I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll hear. Listen, we're sorry. But she's going she to be dunking. That's, that's what we're excited for. Shout out to Ari McDonald who got Jackson number three to Atlanta Dream. I saw that. Her, her stock went up because of the NCAA tournament. She went up because she was projected to go, I think, like after the like after 10. And then she went all the way up to three. What's the show do you mean who went up before? Kaiser. She's so bad. Yeah, she is. I love her. Kaiser. Good She's so beautiful. Gundrazic. Yeah, she, she is a baddie. But a lot of them are pretty, though. Like, Chelsea Dungy from Arkansas, she's pretty. Michaela from UCLA, she's like, I mean, all of them are beautiful. There's a lot of pretty girls. But, yeah, the, yeah, the Kaiser not, drawing. Not like, not like Kaiser, yeah, though. She, yeah, she's yeah, a Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, Michaela's grandmother. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she was, was dancing yeah. with the uh, African um, hat on and, like, outfit. Yeah, she That's was really lit. cute. For sure. Yeah, and then, um... Just to say this, I was really excited and hyped that um, my girls, Dee Dee Richards, went 17 to the Liberty. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm hyped for her because she wants to be a, a supermodel. Like she wants to be a runway model. Mm. So she's at the Liberty, and that's right where models Perfect. fashion is. So I think she's going to have a good subject to there. And then DeJanae Carrington, baby girl, son, yeah. nice. number 20. So I was very happy to see that. Um, them squads, like I said, yo, them squads be low key loaded. Like they be having like star studded names. I just wish there were more eyes on the game. Yeah, and but a lot of there was a lot of surprises in this draft though. Like a lot of people went that people didn't think were gonna go. Like Shyla Hill from Australia went eight. They mm. were shocked about that. Um, who oh, so Eliana uh, Il- Robert from France went twelve. That was kind of a surprise. Like people, that girl from Rutgers, she didn't go until. Around, yeah, she went 22 to the L.A. Sparks. People thought she was going to be, like, in the 10, top 10, but she didn't. Dang, she dropped like that. A lot of people kind of didn't go where people thought they were going to go. I hope uh, my shorty Liz Kim Beige come back this year. 
feel like she does like one season in the states and then one season outside the states. But she be killing. I hope she comes back this year. Yeah, people like the WWE draft was really interesting, especially with the number one pick, Charlie. Like her mom was a WWE, well, tried to be a WNBA player. She tried out for the first tryouts of the WNBA, and she didn't get it. Her coach told her, "I don't think you're ready yet." I forget who it was as I'm involved with the WNBA now. She said, "I don't think you're ready." Mm. And she had a decision. She could have went to the Euro League and played in, in Europe, or she could have started a family. She started a family, ah. and then she had her daughter and her son, and now her daughter is the number one pick in the WNBA draft. That's dope. Yeah. That's so Which dope. is Shout really out cool. to them women, yo. Because it's like she gave up her dream, but now her daughter kind of fulfilled her own, you know, her unfulfilled dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks like the Dallas Wings are going to have, like, some Twin Tower thing going on over there. No, they do, because they got Chelsea Dungy, too, from Arkansas. They got, like, a shooter. Because she's um, – Chelsea Dungy was the SEC leading scorer. Mm-hmm. A walk can dunk. And Charlie's just a beast as a center. And yeah, she can choose a three. Five, yeah, yeah. So, the Dallas Wings – That's a 3 and B play. They've, they've stacked up. Because they had the most picks in the draft. Yeah. Wow. So oh, that's it. Oh, so the Dallas Wings had – so, for the first time ever, they held the first and second picks. That's never happened in WMA draft before. Oh, uh, okay. How does that uh, – how does the pick scenario work? Yeah, see, I'm still kind of confused about that. I really am. Uh, that's a good question. We're, we're going to figure that out. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. But and then. Just real quick, though, what was number four? The number four pick? What was her name again? <laughs> Kaiser Gondrasic. It's called Google. It, it's, called, it's called I'm a New Fan now. Kaiser the Batty. Yeah. No, she's definitely a Batty for sure. She is. Um, I didn't know she was about to get drafted this year. I'll be watching her highlights all the time, but I didn't know she was about to get drafted this year. You watch her highlights all the time? I do. I'm going to probably get her jersey as well. Okay. So, Joy Taylor can move over a little bit. I'm about bit. to get a freaking DJ Carrington jersey, dog. Like, she killed it. She impressed me so much in the NCAA tournament. So, you're an Indiana Fever fan now? Yep, sure am. Yeah, so Renee Montgomery, I don't know if y'all know, she owns part of the ATO Dream, the Atlantic Dream. She's the first player to be a part owner in the WNBA. That's dope. Yeah, so the, the WNBA is popping. Pop, 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 pop. I'm going to try to watch some games this no, summer. I'm, I'm going to try. First Keep your try. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Because we, we have in the summer, all right? You, 2021, we out here. But you'll watch every other sport any other time. Anyways, well, not in the summer. I am not going to front. I'm now invested. So I've watched the draft. That's that. The NBA Finals is on the summer. Yep. I watched. <laughs> why is that different? It's different. Anyways. Talking about the NBA Finals here. I've watched. The, the, the attitude like that, that's what keeps the WNBA down. Oh, my God. I'm not even. Um, I'm not going to try to uplift the I'm, WNBA. You know, listen, we don't need your upliftment, Mark. We just need action. So we don't need words. Actually, right. louder than all right, all right, Carm. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, I'm invested <laughs> now because I watched the draft. I watched the NCAA tournament. So, now I'm going to be looking for these people, and I want to see, like, what's popping. I'm because just I feel, I TV. feel, I'm going to get on my, my, still my Carm corner. I feel as though I need to be better as a woman, as a minority, yes. to support, because I love ball. And I fell in love with basketball, obviously NBA, but... I need to be better with supporting mm-hmm. my ladies because they really can ball just like the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen. Come, can you ball? I used to ball. Yeah. Yeah. You I got a little play. Jimmy? I can play. All right. Okay. I ain't played in a minute. My shot can be a little broke at times. But if I practice, like if I start playing yeah. enough, I, I'm good. You give me hustle player vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like so, uh, so, Carm, uh, which team are uh, you riding with already this WNBA season? Okay. Come for the fever. I think I'm going to go... <laughs> Come to the fever, yeah. We out here. I'm looking at. She don't say the Mercury. No, I'm looking at the storm because I want to see Super. Don't the storm win like every year? It won last year, but so what? Oh, I'm here gonna, we go. Here I'm we go. Look at the Dallas Wings. Wagging her already. I'm gonna look at the Dallas Wings because I like their draft picks. I think they're gonna be good, and I'm also gonna pay attention to the Dream because of Aerie. I like her. 
and I'm gonna I like um, honestly I'm gonna pay attention to the Liberty and the Connecticut um, Sun. Yeah, because of DJNA and DD, I like them. All right, let's go. All right, for me, let's go Phoenix Mercury. Of course, right, of yeah. course. Because they got Skylar, they got Britney, they got Diana. Yeah. Like, how can how can they lose? Right. They just need Maya Moore to come back to Lynx to save the day. I hope she comes back. In New York, they're gonna have Didi. They're gonna have Sabrina Inescu coming back after yeah. her injury. She yeah. got hurt like the third game. Yeah, of the season. it was really early in the season. So she's gonna come back like basically her rookie year, pretty much, and she's gonna go off. All right, listen. Just, just from my knowledge, uh, is Candace Parker's officially retired or is she still? No, oh, she, she plays for Chicago. Chicago. Okay. She just she just signed yeah, a new deal. She's back, bro. She's back home. She about to hit them with that same move she's been killing them with for years. Yeah, that little no, post move. Okay. No, no, no. And actually, Sue Bird just resigned with the Storm. Yeah, okay. she did. So she did. All mm-hmm. the vets are coming back, and Let's these go. new kids, these new girls, are gonna have a lot, a lot of uh, you know veterans to learn from. Fever going all the way though. Stop it. <laughs> Yo, shut up. Because <laughs> Kaiser, she is a baddie. I mean, I'm not she gonna is. front. I mean, Chris, you seen her? I, I, I have. You sure? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm, I'm her, more man. partial to Charlie, though. All right. Hey. Okay. Huh? Christopher, you, you hurt? <laughs> you hurt? Yeah, Chris. So hype. Yes, Chris is like, let me give me, give me. He's like, give me a black girl, just straight up tall with the whole. Go ahead, Chris. All right, Chris. You Go like ahead, him tall? Chris. Yeah. All right. Okay. I see you. See, Kaiser, she she like half and half. Yeah. Charlie, she's black. Right, Chris? Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what she's trying to imply here. I'm this is sports I'm, for the culture. I'm saying what I'm saying. All right. Kaiser's half and half. Her last name is Gudgarjic. Eh? Nah, I don't know her last name. That's probably Gudgarjic. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Collier. Like she, you know what I'm saying? She from Texas, born and bred Texas. Now she playing for the Dallas Wings. Like she, she out here. Mm-hmm. I'm out here in Indiana. <laughs> you gonna go to a game? I am. You gonna go to a fever game? Yeah. I cannot wait for you to come in here with her jersey on. I'm Yo, gonna I'm gonna get it. I'm okay. good up. I'm gonna get it. Get it. That's gonna be fire. Yeah, so I'm gonna be here with a Skylar Diggins shirt. <laughs> Skylar uh, Diggins Smith. Get it right. Get it right. Apologies. <laughs> her, her husband, he's a zaddy. He's definitely a zaddy. Relax. He is. Jeez. I give up to Skylar. She, she did her thing. All right, all right, Daniel. Daniel. All right, anyway, we're, you're Daniel. listening to <laughs> WJYN 98.5 Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to join the conversation, uh, mark that call number. It's uh, 215-763-9596. How you spell her name again? Oh, my God. Get off oh, her. my God. Kaiser, K-Y-S-R-E. Get off her Instagram, Mark. I thought so. I got her on Twitter, though, but yeah, I mean. Anyway, shout out to my Baylor girls, my Arizona girls for getting, getting to the draft. Yeah. Um, y'all showed out and y'all hard work paid off. Yeah. Still waiting for that day where Philadelphia finally gets that WNBA team. Yo, we need one. If we got a WNBA team, it's crazy. We will probably hold down too. That'd be lit here. They could have so many places they could play. There's so many arenas that they could play here. Yeah. They, I'm not going front. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I'm going to say because it's going to be messed up. What, what were you going to say? say? No, just say I'm going to say they want to give them the little core center. I mean, that's what this I feel like. You know, we just went silent on air. We just uh, went silent. Uh, honestly, part of me kind of still wish the first Union Center was still around. It is. It's called the Wachovia Center. You mean the Spectrum? Yeah, Spectrum. That's I what you meant. The Spectrum yeah. is cool, bro. That was Spectrum was still around. Anyways, um, yeah, so Philly, you heard it here first. Get a WNBA team because a couple of the franchises went away. Like, I think uh, Houston had a franchise that went away, and then it was one more. Wait, it was the Comets, right? No, no, no. The Comets are still playing. Uh, it was um, Houston something, then another team. 
they got rid of because of money or something would happen that they just kind of they were winning teams too. So Honestly, I'm kind of excited because I'm gonna actually start taking WNBA seriously and like actually start watching. So me I'm, too. I'm kind of getting like that same feeling like when the XFL started. And, like, me and my friends was like, all right, cool. We got, like, ten teams to pick for a pick one. All right, let's go New York Liberty. Let's go D.C. Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm excited, too, because I Yeah, then really... it lasted, like, about a month, and then the league got shut down. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, the WBA's yeah, been the around WNBA for 25 years. Going anywhere, yeah. yeah, so. Again, but the XFL is coming back in 2022, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, again, NBA people, if you guys just plan, promoted, advertised, branded, and marketed like you do the NBA and the WNBA as a duo, men and women ballers, mm-hmm. do commercials like men and women ballers. You got the Seattle, you know, say they bring back the Sonics. You got the Seattle Sonics, Seattle Storm. Every, you know what I mean? Like they, could, they branded them as, as units, like as women ballers, men ballers together. They would have the same viewership. I'm telling you, but it's just because they don't market it. They don't brand it. Honestly, they should just bring back the Sonics regardless and just, you know. They should. That uh, I agree uh, with. I, I, honestly, Sacramento doesn't need a team anymore. Just they don't. They you know, listen, can I just say this? I just want to say this last thing. So I was reading an article on Instagram. Jason, who actually comes calls into our show, sent it to me. And they were saying the problem with the ladies is the reason why they don't have. Yeah, she's a baddie, I know. The reason <laughs> why. They don't get the viewership that they should get is because of the age limit they put on the girls to yeah. get into the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So say like Paige. Paige is on and popping right now. She's 18, right? So the girls that are watching Paige are, you know, probably like 12 to 11 to 14 range, 11 to 15 range, right, and up. So by the time Paige gets the WNBA, those little girls that would buy her jerseys, that would buy her, her you know, her nearly or whatever, they are all getting like that, going into like being 18, 19. People that age don't buy stuff like little teen girls do. Right. So they were saying that you're hindering the girls because you don't let them play right out of high school, one and done like the men do. Yeah. You make them wait until they're 21 or 22, and their fans say they're like a superstar, like just like anything, like a Baylor team, like like I said, Paige. Their fandoms, which are young kids, like, think about it. Think how many kids would they ask for for Christmas? I want a Steph Curry jersey. I want a Steph Curry shoes. Little kids buy Steph Curry stuff. Mm-hmm. Not saying adults don't, but more so little kids buy jerseys and sneakers and stuff yeah. like that. So. When you make them wait to see them on the big screen in the WNBA, they lose their fan base. So then when Paige gets the WNBA, all her fans is her age or older, and they ain't buying nothing. Man. And the viewership's not the same. They're not as invested. Now, if you go like a Kobe, you go right out of high school, his fans are young little kids. They watch him grow, progress. They go progress, and they always are fans forever because it's like that fandom when you were a little kid grows into your adulthood. Yeah, you're right about that because by the time Paige uh, gets in the NBA, her, her stock is going to be Go cool. way down. Yeah. yeah. Because she played all through college, and that phenom thing is going to be kind of over. It's gone, yeah. It's gone. So then she gets in WA, and she's still going to be nice, yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, and but then you got guys like Zion Williamson, who's absolutely box box office. And as soon as he gets drafted, you know they're putting him on TV. He's getting endorsement deals. He's being promoted as the next face to the league. Right. And honestly, it's like, and it kind of sucks for a girl like Paige has to deal with you know another three years of this. Uh, right. But here's the thing: I get it with the whole thing with the education. Anybody has a, a, the, that option to pick to stay in school because that's is that's it's important to you. That's fine. Yeah. But if your dream and passion is to play in the professional league and you have the skill set like a Kobe, why not be able to go when you're ready to go? Right. Why make them wait all that time? And again, their fans they lose that fan that fandom. They lose that. 
And then when they get into the league, it's just like, forget it. I wonder, and this could maybe be like some research for you for Carms Corner, but I wonder what the like statistics are for like women, like who actually like are in the WNBA, who actually completed and got their degree. Yeah, that's like, a good. I feel like it's probably a way like way, way higher, higher rate yeah. because they have to stay. They have to stay. Till they're 21. So it's sure. like, of course, like they're actually using their scholarships yeah. and they probably are graduating and getting degrees. I, I think w- that's an interesting number. I want to know who made up that rule. Like, yeah. who did that? I don't know. And then you also have to consider the fact that, you know, they are on a scholarship, and God forbid if something does happen, you know, to, like, one of those ladies, they tear their ACL, their scholarship goes away, and it's like they could have already been in the NBA, the got money. money already, yep. Yep. but it's like you're now stuck in college for these four years, something happens to you, and now you can't go to the league, and all, you you still got your degree to fall back on, yeah. but that pales in the comparison of, like, you, you prepared your entire life to hone your craft to go to the, to go play basketball at the next level, and now it's gone. That's basically loving basketball. What happened to Sid? Yeah, Pretty much, kinda. she she was she was real nice and had a bad injury, and then she was working the office job. Yeah, so it sucks. And when I read the article, that's a really great point. It makes sense. That's why the viewership isn't what it could be, right. because that hypeness, that that want, that draw of a superstar of like this next f- this phenom, a Zion, LeBron. Like, remember how hype everyone was about LeBron? Like when mm-hmm. he came out of high school, like the fandom of LeBron. Yeah. Think about that. People Incredible. were like anticipating him getting into the league. So people would probably right now be anticipating, yo, Paige is about to get in WBA. She about to go off. Especially like you got to use that time while like, like it's hot. Like they're still talking about Jalen Suggs. Like, yeah, yeah he, he, he they lost. Like Gonzaga lost. So like now you know they're already talking about Jalen Suggs and how he's getting ready to come into the declare the NBA draft. Like. They're still like using that fire, like right. that they had. But uh, unfortunately, a situation like Paige Becker's, where all right, it dies off, and now she's back again. Yeah. you know, just snapping for UConn. Yeah. It's not fair. There was that um, LeBron picture roaming around of like him holding his PS2 with a fifty cent CD. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. What man. a time. Oh my, god. I'm like, yeah, I was ten years old back in 2003. Dog, yeah. where did the time go, man? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just thought that was an interesting point, and I, I agree with it. And I think I don't know who came up with that rule. It's with dumb. It, it's dumb because if they're that if they're talented enough, they, they should go to the league right away. One yeah. one and done, like the men. What was the difference? That's what I'm saying. If the NBA and the NCAA treated the ladies and the men the same, they would the viewership and all this nonsense wouldn't even be a talk, wouldn't be an issue, wouldn't be a conversation. Mm-hmm. But because it's blatant that women are treated. Differently than men in this hour in this realm of this sport is bull and it's not fair. Yeah, because there's no real difference. Yeah. It's just a woman has the women body parts and a man body parts. Same ball, same rules. You know, obviously the the rim is whatever, whatever. So that's definitely unfair and yeah. annoying. Yeah. Talk that talk, car. Yeah, and once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM running back sports sports for the culture. If you want to join the discussion, please give that call number mark. 215-763-9596 to join the conversation. That's a New Day shirt you got on? Yeah. I thought so. Is that Unicorn Blind? Yeah. All oh, right. He has glasses. Oh, I thought, see, I thought he had like a stick in his hand because he was blind. Oh, what's the stick? I don't see that. Carm, don't he ever see Yeah, he looks like he, he is blind. blind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it's New Day. they black. I don't support anything black, man. I've, I can I really be, <laughs> I, But you know what? Just knowing the New Day, of course they'd have a blind unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. So Zion's new sneakers coming out. 
I think yeah. today he's re- his his first shoe of his sneaker line. Zion ones, right? Zion ones. Off his little brother Noah. Yeah. Based yeah. off his drawing that he did when they went to the Jordan Nike camp for a tour, he like drew. They gave him crayons or markers or something. He just started drawing and scribbling. Yeah. Zion based his shoe off of that. So that's right. gonna be the first one, which I think is cool. Hopefully that he's they don't blow like them Nikes he wore back when he was in. Um, oh yeah, Duke. Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all like Zion? Y'all still big fans of Zion? Yeah, I, I never said I was a huge fan of Zion. I do like him, but I'm not like going nuts. Yeah, I, I'm cool with him. Like I don't hate him. I like him, but I'm like, not. I've definitely like, he's grown on me, but I I still don't think he's, he's a generational, he's, transcendent talent. He's putting up like numbers on for yeah, you know for his numbers. size. Yeah, crazy I, yeah. numbers. I, I like him. Um, it's rare that you see you know a 21 year old you know dominate in the. He's not 21, bro. He's 19. 19, 19 year old. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's okay. It's it, I know. Yeah. It's anyway, okay. uh, you have a caller. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Who's calling? Hello? Hello? Hey. Uh, hello? Um, can you hear us? It's so loud. It's so loud today, you know, Mr. Norris. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. What's up, Mr. Norris? Good. Cool. How y'all doing today? Good. Fantastic. Yeah, I guess y'all doing better than Ben Simmons, huh? What do you have, a tummy ache? Uh, probably. I, we gotta, we gotta talk to Carmel on that Kyrie one. Kyrie takes PTO. I can't Ben. Because he's not Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie, who's Kyrie? I don't know, maybe Ben Simmons would be a Muslim. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe he's practicing Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what he had? He had a cute yellow-bellied chicken lily-livenitis. That's what he had last night. Because he knew he wouldn't have got Defensive Player of the Year last night. I've been saying that all season, but I'm a, I'm gonna give Ben a pass last night because he didn't play, so I can't I can't give him no heat or anything like that. You know, typically I'm on your side all the time with that one, but he ain't played last night, and there was nothing that could have been done with Steph Curry. Like it, even if Ben played, him trying to run around screens and keep up with Steph, it would have been pretty bad. Oh yeah, well, instead of getting 49, Steph would have got 45. Okay, but the bottom line is Ben would have been out there for his teammates. Tobias Harris is out. He left Joel Embiid out there to stand for himself. Okay? And granted, Joel has his moments and everything, but Joel's going to play every game with Biolithic, too. Okay? Ben ain't got no heart. He's a transplant ASAP. For real. He needs right, something. I wish we could put Russell Westbrook's heart into Ben Simmons. That would be a disgusting monster. Would love it. Huh. 
right about now. I trade what I trade Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons. I take that, that back. You ain't the I only one. Go out trade Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons. How about that? I, I take Russell Westbrook now over Ben Simmons. Maybe. No, you wouldn't, Mark. All right. Yeah, if we go as far as Embiid and, and Simmons are going to go, going to take us in anything, and Simmons ain't taking us nowhere. He ain't going to be able to leave the parking lot. No. Nope. Right? And I'm going to tell you right now, Daryl Morey is looking at this saying, okay, if Ben acts like, if, if Ben doesn't deliver in the playoffs, we don't get any farther in the second round or anything, he's going to be on the high line to get the bounce Ben up out of here. Mark my words. No pun intended. Okay. So we're getting closer and closer to the draft. What are you saying, boy? You think, you, you think the Eagles are going to trade up or trade down or something or what? Uh, I've been hearing reports that they're trying to trade up back into the top ten, even though they traded out of the top ten. Idiots. Ugh. I, I, hey, I really don't. Speak up, son. I can barely hear you, man. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, a little bit better. Okay. No, I've been hearing reports about them possibly trading back up into the top ten after already trading out of the top ten. But... I, at this point, I don't know what they're going to be doing. If Devontae Smith is there, I think um, they're probably just going to do that. If the choice comes down to either Devontae Smith or like one of those corners, Patrick Spitane or J.C. Horn, uh, in my well, honest opinion, go with the all these shenanigans if, if the Eagles traded back up in the draft at the end of the sixth spot. If they traded up to get to the eighth spot to take one of the cornerbacks. I mean, it's – I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Because I feel as though – they, they, when they trade out of six spots, they should have gotten at least two number one draft picks this year. But they won one this year. You know, they won like they, you know, they won one next year. They have three draft, three, three number one draft picks. This year. Draft cap on Case Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco don't work out. But like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they took a, um, a punter from uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, I, I think they're going to end up taking a fullback from Alvernia. Like that, that makes perfect sense. All I know is this. Shut up, Rick. The Cowboys, the Cowboys got a stable receiver. If they get Patrick Sertain or J.C. Horn and everything, they're going to have quarterbacks. I mean, our, I mean, look, our receiving core is, is hot garbage right about now. Okay? So the Cowboys going to get stronger. Same thing with the Giants. The Giants take one of those wide receivers. They take one of those quarterbacks and everything. It's mighty. Both of them draft before the Eagles. Um, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot harder to win the division. And we're not even going to talk about how, how uh, Washington's defense is monstrous. Yeah. Especially that front four. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just so I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm waiting with baited breath, just waiting for how to pull off some kind of inane, impossible trade scenario where he gets like like seventeen number two draft picks, like a bunch of third round draft picks and everything, trades wide number one draft picks in the next five years or something, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Norris, did you see at the uh, Phillies game they were chanting "Fire Howie"? Oh well, hey, good for them. They were chanting, go, they were chanting, making the Eagles chant and uh, "Fire Howie." Yep. You know, it ain't like they, anything else was going on. You know, Gabe Kapler came. You know, Gabe Kapler came back. Let Gene Segura get his two hundredth double that he decided to take a standing ovation for. Like Mike, like when Mike Schmidt hit his five hundred form one. <laughs> oh, I hit two hundred doubles. Really. Oh, man. <laughs> Every, everyone wants participation right. awards. And you didn't even give them all the silly. You took a standing ovation. Really? That's all we got? Yeah, That's well, all we got. Well, the Phillies yeah, have been... Compl- about the Flyers. Yeah, well, yeah. the yeah. Phillies have been mediocre for about over a decade. I mean, none of our yeah. center fielders that yeah. we fielded this year... I ain't, well, I ain't year. Flyers really all season long. That's the damn thing. Yeah. 
We're in baseball season. We're heading towards the basketball playoffs and the draft is next week. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, zero hits for our has Phillies it, outfielders. Any, and just out of curiosity, has there been any word on the uh, verdict, the uh, chopping key? Guilty on all charges. All I will say to you, and I'm telling all the young listeners out there, no matter what happens, do not destroy your neighborhoods again. Mm. Okay? If you go there before, you do the same thing you did before, the city's going to be under martial law for a very long time. Yeah. All right. I understand it's anger, it's frustration, you know, we're sick and tired of things happening to us. I remember a time when Christopher was younger, I'm walking down the street to get us some apple juice today, and I got pulled over, I got stopped by the cop and said I fit the description of a guy that's robbed the store. Yeah. So, a lot of us have been there, but we have to stay cool, don't give them a reason to want to do us any harm. And we got to use our heads and not our hearts. Okay, and most importantly, all y'all, Stay safe out there. I want you to stay safe, okay? Appreciate you, Mr. Norris. Thank you. Okay. So, y'all take care. Keep your fingers crossed. And, um. Hello? I think he did. Well. That's uh, real. Uh, that's dad, speaking facts, y'all. Yeah, I don't think he heard you when you said the verdict. I don't think he heard you. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't lying, though. Like, yeah. I mean, that's something that us as black people, we got to think about every day like you know what i'm saying i'm sure like like white people they don't really like have that same conversation that you know we've had as black people that they give to their con- like kids like be safe like you know watch out for the law don't give them a reason but it's like they're supposed to protect and serve but that don't really apply to they us they don't protect or serve us yeah that don't apply to us at all yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do yeah absolutely and once uh, again, you're listening to 98.5 WCYN, running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call in, Mark, get the call number. Absolutely. That phone number is 215-763-9596. Absolutely. <sighs> All right. Um, we got a caller coming at 6, right? Um, unfortunately, he had to uh, postpone it until next week. Ah, uh, yes. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, none of us know about it. He has di- uh, father duties. So. Ah, I see, I see. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So, all right, so since we're still keeping it rolling, I wanted to ask y'all a question. Okay, so I came up with a little something. Short notice, right? Mm-hmm. Calm, why? <laughs> it doesn't have to do with Ben Simmons, okay? All right, go ahead. All right, if that makes you feel any better. Go ahead, young one. I see you over here starting. So, go ahead. Like, after Steph Curry's performance last night, I was thinking about some NBA players. And I was thinking, like, yo, like, Seth Curry is, like, really playing at, like, a God level, like, for basketball. Like, I feel like there's only, like, a handful of players, like, that have ever, like, played who are truly at, like, God level players. So, I want to, like, list. I got 10 of them. I want to list them. So and I wanna before we go into this, I want to know, for the viewer's sake, what is the criteria of a God player? So, like, for me, it's a God player. Like, it's like, no matter what you try to do, ain't nothing you can do about it. It's like, you can do this defensive scheme. In what scheme. terms? You can, like, just trying to stop that player. Mm-hmm. You can do this defensive scheme. So, it's that. not about efficiency? Nope. Is it about winning teams? Nope. It's about championships? I mean, these God-level players are champions that I have on my list. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and they are multiple champions, by the way, I believe. I think except one. I got to double check. But, yeah, no, the, I'm going I'm to give y'all a list. Y'all let me 
know what y'all think if they're a god level player and if y'all want to add some to the list because i i could have missed a couple people all right so and all right anywho number one all right there's no particular order by the way i was just writing down a list of guys mm. all right so number one michael jordan okay would y'all right. believe he's a god level player i mean yeah yeah he's the basis pretty he's the foundation you could say that I'm going to say also... We all watch Space Jam. Right. We all see Space Jam, man. Right. We went on Space Jam too without Space Jam. I just wanted to make sure because, you know, y'all be, y'all be at me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feeling today. I mean, listen. Jordan, that's undeniable. You can't deny Jordan. I don't, I don't know. You might have been like, what do you mean? Like, Ben no, Simmons no. would slow him down. I don't know. Like, I'm I just trying to, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's not get into that. I'm Go not. ahead. Um, <laughs> number, number two, um, Kareem. I mean, he still. Ho- I think he holds, still holds the record for the most points. That yeah. he does. That he does. Yeah, and he, just his stature alone, um, he is god level. Just for his his build alone. Mm-hmm. Who who can you think about that's like him besides like a Bill Russell, if anything? Right. Kareem is in a league of his own. I agree. That that's why he's a god level player, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt Chamberlain. Well, I would say yeah. I, I would say yeah. I put him on there because a lot of his records still like stand. They still hold true. Yeah, like no one today. is beating his scoring and at most points in the game. Of course, like he even though like the rules were different and this and the third. I mean, his men lie, women lie, numbers don't like they're right there. And he was just shooting twos, man. That's all he did. Right. Yeah, he was just like, like, listen, I don't care about the competition. If you play nearly forty-eight minutes a game for as long as he did, that's like unparalleled. And he was running the floor. Like, I remember the first time, like, I sat down and started watching Will Chamberlain highlights. I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? He was just gone. So Yeah, I agree. Number four, I got Kobe Bryant. That's a given, man. Come I'm on. just making sure. Like, I'm just making sure. Would you agree as well, Christopher? I hate it. Uh, I hate it. I hate it playing against Kobe. See? Only God's Well, no, no I hate it playing. Not, well, I hate watching my teams go up against them. Yeah, only God players make you feel that way. You know, Kobe just transcends the game. Kobe is beyond basketball, but yes, he is—he is like a magician on the basketball court. He is like the Godfather. You know what I'm saying? He is the—he is the sensei. We are the students. Yes. So for sure, Dean. Okay. That's eternal, man. Forever. No, for sure, forever. Kobe, forever, man. This one should be. It depends. I don't know. It depends. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You got to give LeBron his credit. The way he's grown his game, transformed his game, the impact that he has had on every team he's been on, mm-hmm. that's, you know, you can't say anything. You can't argue about that. Like, yes, you can argue about you. People make a lot of points to try to discredit LeBron. But, like you said, numbers don't lie. And his impact on every team he's ever been on, mm-hmm. I think that speaks for his skills and who kind of player he is. The fact that he's been in the league for near for 19 years since League 18, never suffered a catastrophic injury like a torn ACL or a pectoral muscle, and the amount of minutes that that body has had, because he rarely, because sure early on the first two years in his career, yeah, he's supposed to playoffs, but ever since then, I believe up until like two yeah, years yeah, ago during the first year, like he's been playing deep in the gym, so like that body doesn't get that much cumulative rest. And LeBron, the thing I like about LeBron, LeBron to me cares about the fans like he cares about the league and is and as a whole 
LeBron always plays. Like, if you want to go to any game and LeBron is on the team, LeBron is most likely going to always play. Mm-hmm. LeBron never sits out. LeBron always gives people a show. He knows people come there to see him, and he plays. I'm not trying to show, throw shots at anyone that, you know, how the, how the league is going today. But LeBron, that's the thing I like about him and players like LeBron who always play because they know that people come to see them. And you can say, oh, it's just one game, but what if this is the one game that a kid can afford to come to yeah. and you don't play? And they, they, that, that's the only time they've ever gotten to see you was this yeah, one they time. Got, yeah, they, don't, they don't take PTO or have like PTO days like embedded into their contracts. Yeah. Except, yeah. If, except if your name's Kyrie Irving. Or Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's the whole thing about that conversation. I understand that people and things are going to happen. And, yeah, you should take time for your personal affairs. But at the same time, you do have the means and the help to handle your affairs, you know what I mean, in, in another way. You don't hold, you, you don't, you, you are a millionaire. So, in the game, mind you, think how long the game is. And I understand you got to travel and you got to practice, whatever, but that time frame, you can't just fit that in. That's your job. Fit your job and then go handle your personal life. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, my next player, Steph Curry. He's the oh reason yeah. I started this, thinking about it after that game last night. The way he just revolutionized the game mm-hmm. and the three point line and the way. People, the, the way that look, just look at all the drafts and stuff has blown up. Mm-hmm. How we draft, what's important in the makeup of a team, how the center, is how the center position has completely useless. changed, yep. how centers have to be able to shoot now. Yep. It's just how he spread the, flo- the, the floor, like the, the game plan of every team, the floor plan is always spread the floor. Mm-hmm. That's always mostly the game plan. So that's because of Steph. Yeah. And you can say, you know, whatever you want. Because there's been a lot of great three-point shooters in the history of the league, obviously. Yeah. You know, Ray Allen, Reggie, mm-hmm. Steve Nash. You know, there's been a lot of great three-point shooters, but nobody has changed the way the league, the, 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 the trajectory of the league, yeah. in all honesty. I agree. Um, and shout out to his coaches because, like, if you want to be technical, like, in the 90s and 80s, like, the shots that Steph take, nah, you're on the bench. Coach is like, yo, I got a chair right here next right. to me for you. But, I f- but but his coaches let him do it. Yeah, and then Steph is a true student of the game, too, because he has practiced that shot over and over and over again and really sharpened his craft, and that's why he's so great because he's, he's God-given talent, but his, mm-hmm. his practice and his, you know, repetition – that's what has gotten him to be the elite shooter that he is. That's literally what he was saying, like, for his stretch that he's on right now. It's just, like, straight repetition muscle memories because he's, like, not missing whatever, like whatsoever. Okay. Um, number seven I have here, Magic Johnson. I put him at God level as well. Magic, the yeah. point guard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. There's I no, think no Magic revolutionized like the true necessity of a point guard mm-hmm. and the way um the way the way how passing and team ball that 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 enforces team ball as well because it's like the point guard is facilitating to the other players they're not looking for their shot first they're looking to pass first mm-hmm. so I, I was i would agree the way he orchestrates the offense you know showtime magic his passes and everything and then also like his his stature his build six nine as a point guard like that's unheard of. Like, it's heard of now today, but Magic is definitely one of the first guys, like, to, you know, to be that large. Like, in his, in his rookie rookie year when Kareem was out, he had to play center. Yeah. Because he was 6'9". Yeah. yeah. And his rookie year, he helped the Lakers win the championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, this one I was a little shaky on, 
But, I mean, Shaq in his prime. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I was a little shaky because, you know, in his prime, God level, but, like, you know, a lot of these guys, like. Who was stopping Shaq? Nobody. Truly. How do you game plan Shaq? You don't. There you go. You, just, you hack a Shaq. Even with Yao <laughs> Ming, even with Yao Ming, who's taller than Shaq, you know what I mean? In, in you know height, he couldn't stop Shaq. He couldn't do that one, Shaq. Nah, I so not who's stopping Shaq? The only thing that stopped Shaq was a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Right. Well, and and Kobe not passing him the ball when he went run the floor. That's pretty much it. The only two things that would stop Shaq. But the thing with Shaq is, although he gets all the kudos, but Shaq was just genetically blessed to be that big, yeah, that tall, that wide, that husky, dominate that much. Think about it, when you saw him in, in prime Shaq. He would just turn around and just slam it in the rim and just almost break the rim every time. Mm-hmm. He never Obviously, Shaq don't got a jumper. So Shaq would just dominate just his pure body. And that's why I didn't like about LeBron at the beginning of his career. I just felt like LeBron would dominate because he was pure size mm-hmm. and pure athleticism. He was just so big, no one could stop him. He just was like a freight train. Mm-hmm. So I kind of criticized LeBron because I was like, I don't like that. But LeBron obviously has expanded his game. So with Shaq, he just was blessed to be genetically the god. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of skills... There's been better centers in the league, obviously. Oh, yeah. skill-wise, agreed. Agre- agreed. Like, Joel is easily more skilled than him. Yeah. Shoot, Vladi Divac. Shoot. Can easily be more skilled than Shaq. But <laughs> Yo, excuse me. <laughs> nah, Big Z. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, Big Z did everything. <laughs> it's just he wasn't <laughs> dominant. Like, a lot of those guys did a lot of more things than Shaq. Robin Lopez. I mean, I mean, Hakeem already did that, so. Yeah, like, yeah. So Shaq already says he's jump hook all day. That's it. Yep. Jump hook, jump hook, jump hook. That's it. And you that's all you really saw. And from. then Shaq is such a persona too. Like mm-hmm. just even on the court he was a persona. Just how he just you know, came in and he changed the culture too. Yeah. So this next player I put in, I thought about it, but then I was like, What am I thinking about? Kevin Durant. Hmm. He's God level talent. God level talent. He's a god level player. I would say he's. I mean, you can't stop KD. It's debatable, but I think he's in there. I I thought about it. I literally thought about it because it's like the old heads would easily say like, "Well, you can't forget about Larry. Like Larry should be in there." But I'm like, yeah, but KD is like a skilled, athletic Larry. But how was Larry not athletic? You you seen him highlights? But, like, <laughs> the thing, again... I mean, if it, it those back injuries had a lot to do with it. Oh, agree. Right. And then agreed. also, too, Larry used to get... I've watched Larry Bird highlights. 24, 10, to, and 6. Yeah, he yeah. used to pass, dunk, take it to the rack. KD does all that. range shoot threes. Obviously, Much he won better. the three-point contest. But Durant, again, his physicality, he's just extremely long legs, extremely long arms. He's just a human... Like, he's a very lanky... Like a, like a Kareem, kind of. Like, he's very lengthy. Yeah. So, Bird obviously was tall, but he didn't have the length that KD has. Mm-mm. So, with Bird's physicality, you know, his limitations. His finesse. He he did, like, Lagos is a champ. He's a how many times champ from the Celtics. So, I don't think you can try to say, like, Bird is not as good as KD. KD just is using what he was born and blessed with. Hey, 
like I said, it's debatable. If you guys are thinking I'm missing somebody, but I definitely put KD in over. So you ain't got Bird, you ain't got Dr. J, you ain't got who else? Hakeem. Hakeem the Dream. No Hakeem. Nah, I don't Seriously? have him. Nah, hold on. Now, all right, you, you ain't got that. Barkley. But, you here's got my, but here's my last play. I only came up with ten. Here's my last guy, Tim Duncan. No. Tim Duncan. No. See, he. That's the reason I put him on here. I got to disagree on that. I put him on here because I'm gonna say yeah. Tim Duncan does God, not, not. He's not God level. Yes, he was. Who's a better power forward than Tim Duncan? Nobody. That's why I Kevin put Kevin Garnett. No, he wasn't. What? No, he Are wasn't. you crazy? No, Are you wasn't. insane? What was what was Are you insane? What was Tim Duncan doing better than Kevin Garnett? Everything. He had the little mid turnaround, mid range. It wasn't flashy. It was super fundamental, the big fundamental. But and that's why the I hook. put him on this list. Over He's hook. a five time champion. Like his defense. Nobody, are you kidding Tim me? Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, he landed with the greatest coach of all time. Well, Kevin Garnett ended up in Minnesota. You really think if Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan don't switch spots, Garnett doesn't get five rings? We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Okay. Not, we don't I'm know just, that. I'm okay. just saying, Kevin Garnett also used to be a point guard, also, so he can also run the floor, operate the offense. He also got a mid-range jumper. Yeah, the big fundamental man. Nah, Tim Duncan deserve. He does not get the cr- nearly enough credit that he nah, deserves. Tim Duncan You're talking is very to a guy that used to have a Wake Forest jersey. I, I understand. I don't sound he's like underrated though. You gotta mean he's underrated. He's not underrated. He's regarded as underrated. one of the be- he's regarded as the best in his position. You can't be regarded as best in position. Okay, so why are you saying he's underrated. not a guy? That's like saying Chris so Paul's how are you gonna, are you gonna say that Kevin Garnett is better than him if you're just trying to say that he's not why are you I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's not God level. He didn't dominate. Yes he did. What? How did he not dominate? It wasn't flashy, but Who he did dominated. not dominate. Tim Duncan dominated. They beat the Lakers? The Lakers? Yeah, he has five rings. Like, what do you How mean? How he nominate? And he's the MV- four. former MVP. Like t- Tim Duncan is God level talent. Couldn't do nothing it's with not that. A God, I'm sorry. What do you mean? He's a God player. I already said it. He already There's said nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to stop a player whatsoever. There's nothing you can do. Everything you try, you cannot stop these players. These players that I've listed. Can you stop Kevin Garnett? You can slow him down. But also, but what I also mentioned in the Carmax is a very valid question in the beginning. I said I also added their credentials as well in some of them. Like y'all, if you're mad at that, you would have really been mad at who my number ten really was until was Tim Duncan 10? popped up. James Harden, James Harden was my number ten for real, for real. But then I was like, I, I peed like his credentials ain't where Tim Duncan is at. So I took Harden out. Wow, how how diplomatic of you. Um, t- Tim Duncan deserves his respect. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yeah for Tim Duncan. Chris is saying no. That's fine. No. We can agree to disagree. You, that's fine. I think he's a god level player. He's not. He he does not get nearly Duncan. the respect that he deserves. I know what you Duncan. Even, you don't even do a side by side. Watch Duncan numbers. highlights, man. Not even highlights. Just watch Duncan. No, no, no watch, don't don't do that. They're Duncan. not exciting. Watch the game. Watch yeah. the game. It doesn't matter. Why do they? What? You just love the thrills, man. You want to see James Harden throwing up threes. You want to like you just like the thrills and the frills. We're talking about the big fundamental. I watch that all day and night, just seeing someone purely skilled. I'm, I'm just saying, you're asking me. I am a Tim Duncan fan. I had a Wake Forest jersey. I, that's that fine. My dad could literally call back and verify him spending his hard-earned money at Models for me to get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I get it. I'm just saying. But no, I he's not a god level talent. Gotta go to Moose. I disagree with you. Moose. Duncan. My dad is a diehard Spurs fine. fan. I grew up watching the Spurs. My dad is a Spurs fan. So I grew up watching Duncan, just, TP, Ginobili, all that. I'm like, I, that was like my era. I, I, my dad loves the Spurs. He loves Duncan. So, so let me so get, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, here's my thing. Like, how is Tim Duncan god level, but Hakeem is it? 
I went a little bit more on the unstoppableness and the duration. What What about Tanaka's game was unstoppable? Everything. What do you mean? It was just basic. Elaborate. Okay, so he got the, he got the mid range. He's got the sky hook. He's got the he's got the post moves. He's got the footwork. Like, he got the off the glass. You know, the little right, off the glass. He got the banker, yeah. Like, what do you mean? It wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. He wasn't putting mm-hmm. people in the blender like like so, freaking so he was. And he's just bow legged. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't doing. A, um, did you see the playoff series back in the early mid nineties against him and David Robinson, where he I came up embarrassing? He was, he was young. He was young Tim Duncan, and you just mentioned David Robinson. I was young Tim Duncan. <laughs> what do you mean he's but, a fresh out? No, no, Tim Duncan wasn't in the league yet. I'm talking about oh. during the Western Conference playoffs. Okay, like. <laughs> Dunk, like uh, the David Robinson got put through a blender throughout the entire series right. by Akeem. He put Young Shaq through a blender. He put Patrick. He Young did. Shaq. He did. He put all of them through the blender. So you're trying to tell me that? I'm so you're trying to tell me that Tim Duncan's game is a lot more God level than Hakeem's dream shake. Everybody goes to Hakeem for post moves, man. Chris, one, one thing you're also forgetting. I said duration. A lot of these players that I mentioned did it for a long time. That's the only reason I was skeptical on Shaq. Because I'm talking about legit duration. Like, these guys did it, like, their entire careers. So like, did Hakeem. Nah, bro. Not like Tim Duncan, though. Because the situation was better. So, because the situation not, was better. Not the situation, though. I'm talking about what was there. I'm not talking about what ifs, this, that, and third. I'm talking about what, what was there saw. has to matter. because no, it though, doesn't. Yeah, because during the prime of Hakeem's career, like, the Rockets weren't good. Okay. Because the surrounding circumstances had nothing to do with him. Okay, that's and that's completely fine. That's completely fine. He is he a god level player? Sure. He just doesn't crack my top ten. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey. Listen, Chris. At the end of the day, Mark yeah. likes James. I'm Mark, just so. listen, man. Here's the deal. I'm just saying. Dream. Mark. Mark has one leg I'm to saying. stand on. <laughs> oh, Mark Thompson has one leg to stand on, people. He's a James Harden diehard, so we all can't take uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, no one, no one goes to Tim Duncan's camp. Everybody goes to Hakeem. <laughs> Hakeem Or maybe he, I don't know what he has. Yo, go down to the A and go to the statue, Christopher. Take a, take a selfie with the Hakeem statue. Listen, that was it. I, I didn't know that I was going to get you fired up like that. Jeez. Does he? Does he have a statue? He should. I mean, man, you first she was riding for KG, then it, then all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm sure there are some. I ain't riding with the KG I like Tim Duncan. I'm just saying you can't convince me that what Tim Duncan did was God level more than what KG and Akeem did. Yeah, but Tim Duncan did it longer. That's all I'm saying. Did you really? Uh, he did it longer. Well, like Tim Duncan's game never really fell off. Yeah, it did. He was averaging 14 and 10. Oh, what? Season, what, 15 when he was on his one foot out the door? Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do you define as, like, well, longer? Are you talking about, like, longer? I, since, I, I said about duration. Duration? Are we talking about him just playing in general or just actual dominance? No, I'm, playing, I'm saying dominance for years. That's what I'm saying. These guys all have dominated for years. Yes, and, and so is Akeem. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You, so what, how about this, Chris? How about three th- players in NBA history to have an MVP and a defensive player of the year? He also has two ranks and also has probably one of the most unstoppable movesets right next to the skyhook and Dirk's fadeaway. Also... Where's Dirk at? Also, I'm not. He's saying, not on here yet. I'm not saying put him over Tim Duncan, but so all right. So it sounds like 
there are a few players that you would sub. So who would you who would you take out of this that I that I that I listed? Who would you take out in that? Like what, like is Shaq gone? You taking out Shaq and you add Nakeem? No. Are you taking out Duncan to add Dirk or I'm Akeem? Taking away KD. Taking away KD. That's fair. That's fair. I I hesitated on KD, but yeah. then again, I also thought like, my God, he's unstoppable, <laughs> and always has been unstoppable. And he's got the hardware to support it. And he's been doing it a long time. He like, when's the last time like we've seen KD had a bad shooting night? He'll come and play eight minutes and drop eleven, shooting five off of six. Like, he won't even be missing like that no more. It's to the point where everything KD puts up, it's a it, it goes in. Like that's different, and we're talking about a man who's coming off an Achilles injury, and this is what he's doing currently. I'm not even talking about. Well, not currently, still getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about even like last week when he played. Like he's he's barely even missing. He's freaking easily going 15 for 20, barely missing shots. Like, come on, yo, that's uh, hey hey, it's it's debatable. Yeah, I mean, we can we can add it, you know, we can add it to the form, you know, we can add it to the Instagram site. See what the people say. You know what I mean, that's 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 how that's that's my God level players. I just want to see how y'all felt about it. But I see that Tim Duncan one got you low, got you low, you know, <laughs> little riled up, Rawr. got you going. Ha ha. No team that's criminal, man. I mean, hey, listen, it's fine. Do it. I, I want you to make your list. You make your list next, Carm. You make your list as well, and then boom, we'll do it. We'll do it. We can do that next week. We'll come. We'll come back to the God level list because I'm sure at some point. I mean, LeBron's going to return. He's going to be doing his thing. Right. Steph's going to return. He's going to be doing his thing. All right. Ninety-eight point five WJYN. Hey Chris, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Warren? Yo, yo. I just uh, wanted to say, for starters, to, to to my lovely Philadelphia fam, my condolences for uh, Wardale last night. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know, and even if Benjamin played, he would have his defensive player of the year case would have been lowered significantly because I don't think anybody on God's green earth was stopping Stephen Curry last night from going nuclear on your team. It was nothing y'all could do. And B, nothing. Tobias, all that. Yeah. Then again, um, Ben Simmons dropped a 42, and Rudy Gobert hasn't heard his case because he's still a front You know, runner. but, um, you know, I guess that—that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Um, secondly, your 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 mock list, your your draft list, is it has gotten me excited. I, I I love your explanations. I love I, I love who 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 um you be talking about should go where. You actually make sense. Um, we should really ban Skip Bayless from ever saying anything about sports. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, that whole I'll take Bill Walton over Steph Curry. Think you said earlier was just when he said when. When he said that, even Shannon Sharp almost left the stage. That was the most ludicrous, asinine thing I've say? ever heard in my life. Uh, no, he was talking about uh, the best, play- uh, like top players of all time, and he said he would take like a, a bunch of players who weren't better than Steph Curry over him, like Bill Walton. Oh no, he's on he drugs. He said he wasn't even top twenty, and I'm like, how? That that's an anomaly. You can't name twenty better players than Steph. You can't name fifteen better players than Steph. Mm-mm. He's a god level player. All right, Mark. You're right. Well, he is. You are. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. I mean, I'm a what? I mean, we have a call. What award? 
uh, Wardell arguably better Say than anybody that's probably played on the y'all franchise if we're being transparent. But that's not here there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, what are you guys uh, discussing? I, I seem to have called in during a, a hot topic. Um. Uh, Mark just got done with his quote unquote God level list that he just made um, during his car ride on the way here. <laughs> uh, Chris is just upset. I left one of his players. Apparently, Chris, I mean, Mark just thinks everyone is a hater if they don't agree with him or give him a hard time. He, 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 he so gives what is you a hate. The list that um, apparently is causing such so, turmoil. Warren, I came up after Steph Curry destroyed us last night. I was thinking, like, oh my God, Steph Curry is a basketball god. So I came up with a list of just unstoppable players. No matter what, there's nothing you can do to stop these players. So I'll fill you in real quick on the list. So we got number one, we got MJ. Number two, Kareem. Okay. Three, Will. Four, Kobe. Five, LeBron. Six, Steph. Seven, Magic. Eight, Shaq. Nine, KD. Ten, Tim Duncan. Okay. 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 You know, you're, you're, we, we, you know, we, we, we're forgetting like people like Hakeem, and I mean, you you can stop Wilt. I mean, Wilt statistically don't show up in the playoffs. His production actually got lower in the playoffs as opposed to the regular season. Wilt was a regular season guy that kept losing to better teams. It wasn't until he started joining like Jerry West and company where he started, you know, winning. But I respect your list. Yeah, that's that's all it came down to. Chris is a little, he's got his draws in a bunch right now because I left off uh, KD, I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett, and uh, I left off the dream over over Tim Duncan. He didn't like that I put Tim Duncan on the list. I'm, I mean, Tim Duncan is the, you know, the second greatest player of our generation behind LeBron, but that's not a hero there. Um, that's your guy. I mean, I mean, I don't know why he would disrespect the greatest power forward of all time, but... You know, whatever. I'm not disrespecting. I'm just saying, on a list that's quote-unquote God level, having Hakeem omitted from that list over Tim Duncan is something I can't Oh, no. Agree. Oh, no. I agree, Chris. That's blasphemy. <laughs> nah. I'm, and I also hey, added in duration. Like, Tim Duncan did it for a long period of time. Hakeem Olajuwon was the second-best player from basically 84 to, like, 2000. That's a that's a reach, my guy. Is it? It's a ma- that's Is a major it? reach. Is it? Because Jordan came in, took over by like the second year, and Hakeem was directly under him. Because Magic and Bird was on their way out, and Hakeem was dominating the nineties. I was gonna say because Carl Malone was getting him. busy, and I left him off the list. And Carl Malone's a, yeah, Carl oh, Malone's okay, getting real really busy. Let me, let me let me let me let me not spew my Carl Malone hate on this on this phone. Because <laughs> I dislike him for more reason than not, but it's not a hero there. Carl Malone <laughs> was also getting eliminated by Sean Kemp getting outplayed by him. He was. Getting outplayed by Hakeem. Getting outplayed by Clyde Drexler. So, but, but you know, Carl Malone, he's great. Just kept going home to better people, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Warren. Warren's funny. I'm just saying, you know, Hakeem, Hakeem was dominating Shaq, Patrick Ewan. David Robinson still has nightmares about him. So, you know, but 
I like hey, your list. Every everybody's list is going to be different. This is going to be mine. Like some people could easily argue, take KD out and put in Larry Bird. Did you put James Harden in your list? He was actually number ten at first, but then I realized he doesn't have the credentials as Tim Duncan, so I took him out. I'm proud of you because I thought I, I, I was good. I thought he was gonna be like third on your list. No, like everybody knows about your hard and obsession. Everyone knows Warren knows. I mean, everyone knows. but he is—he is a god-level player. I is mean, he? What can you do? Yeah, it just he's, unfortunately he's he doesn't have the—he doesn't have the credentials to support it. That's why he's got—he's he, got level until we hit April and May, and he's a ghost. But. Whatever. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, I mean, hey, Warren ain't lying, man. Hey, and you know what? That's why he's not on the list. Good. Hey, <laughs> so he didn't so, make the. So, so, so list. I'm just curious. Like Wilt's on the list, and I didn't kind of disproving the Wilt putting up 100, 150, and 25 in the regular season. No, me doesn't. When you're getting out played by a guy that's a glorified Draymond Green, <laughs> like, hey, like that, hey. His, well, but the reason the, the reason I put him on there is because a lot of his records still stand today. Like they'll probably never be touched. But I get it. Like the NBA has changed. The game has completely changed. I get it. Like yeah, the I rules mean, have changed. But yeah, I mean, if I was there. playing against plumbers and playing forty eight minutes, and I can out jump and out reach and out and then out out leap everybody, my numbers would be untouched too. You better give that I, same he, energy to Jordan too, because he played against a lot of plumbers and construction workers. I mean, he was also playing against the Hawkins and the Magic. Oh, my God. Nah, 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 don't, don't do that. You know, don't he, do that. We, I mean, we, we saw the last dance. We all saw the last dance. Don't I'm do just that. saying, but there was nothing <laughs> nothing inaccurate. I mean, he's out here hoping against, you know, Magic Bird and Isaiah by himself. Oh, God. Before, uh, you know, Future's ex. Warren, how old are you again? Into the picture. How old are you again? I'm 20. I'm 27, my brother. Oh, my gosh. Come on, bro. You should know better then. You should know better. You, hey, look. You should know you much better. Slander. You, hey, look. I, I, I've heard enough of you slandering the greatest basketball player of all time. I've heard your, your, your podcast and your slander. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look, no, no lies told. It's okay. It's okay. One day, the fourth greatest shooting guard of all time will have some playoff success. Being the second best player on his team for Brooklyn, it's okay. That's fine. He will. It's all right. He will. <laughs> he will. Look, when KD takes him to the promised land, you'll you'll you, you'll you'll have your victory lap for James Harden. That's and fine. Like, See, I told you he shows up. See, exactly, exactly. <laughs> when when James Harden saves the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs, y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna see. Harden saves who? Y'all gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just silent. Walk down by Chris Middleton. Stop. Walk down by Drew Holiday. Stop. Warren exposing us. Warren See, you you already said yeah, he was Lord. a god level player. Gods don't get stopped. You can't stop. I got started. nothing to say in this conversation. I mean, I'm just gonna Warren talk. I mean, he can't be a god level player if you don't show up in the postseason. He, oh, he didn't show up two games in the postseason. Let's not let's yeah, not let's not, let's not let's not do this again, guys. Can we not talk let's, about let's can not we do not this talk again. about his elimination games where he's when he went like two for eleven like six times? I know those are the two games he didn't show up. Let's not act like he didn't I mean, go oh, against Golden oh, State oh, oh, a juggernaut in the Mark, Western I, Conference Finals twice. Let's not do that. I mean, he was he was getting outplayed by Lou Dort last year. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> oh my god. 
Listen, y'all gonna Let's see. Let's just have Warren call every like y'all gonna every place. Just talk to him. I don't even bring. It's crazy to the point like James Harden getting y'all dreams so much. Like I don't even bring him up. No one like he's really being y'all dreams. It's just funny. It's cool. I get it. It's like messing with you because you get you get all in a tight. I don't get like you and Brad. I feel like you and Brandon Marshall be great friends because that's all you guys talk about is James Harden. Nah, James Harden is he is a god. I don't. He is god level player. You know, just for that, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna put in James Harden. James Harden, I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him at um. That's right. Why don't buy until the cows? Where I'm gonna put James Harden? <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, where should I put him? I'm gonna put him. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna put him number one. Ride that boat until 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 it sinks. I love it. I just put James Harden at number one now. I'm taking Michael Jordan off the list. So that's what we're gonna do. All right, Mark, you take care. Okay, take care. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, maybe one day, just maybe one day, he could be hopefully as good as Dwayne Wade. One day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> I uh, love it. I love this. This is great. Oh, you, know, but, uh, you know, you know, but uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, man, I, I, I do have concerns about your, you guys' this team, though. Like, Really, like Joel Embiid is putting up ungodly numbers, and y'all been losing lately. And Tobias Harris needs to be the score. I kind of need Ben and Tobias to get their acts together because otherwise it's gonna be Joel putting up forty and twelve and getting swept like last year. And we don't want them problems because Mark's gonna go on this two-hour rant about everybody needs to be traded but Joel Embiid, Pretty and much. it's entertaining as it is. I just, I just, I just can't have Carm and and Chris be like, "Come on, can we talk about something else?" <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's exactly how it is. about me and Carm's well-being. Yeah, thank you. You know, because we're here, we're just with Mark here, so you know, we're a little. As long as people know the truth out, out there. Well, I just won't show up. I'll just leave the door open, and they can just do look. <laughs> look, I look, I look. I unheard. Look, when when Mark didn't put Zion in like his top five players of his last five years, I I, 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 I knew that I was going to always enjoy this man's takes for better or worse because you got some interesting takes. I don't know, you know, why you so high on, like, Donovan Mitchell, but whatever. Because he don't get enough love. Listen to Donovan the next Mitchell. segment, too. I got I got another one for the next segment, too. Look, Donovan Mitchell is a great ball player. Very good ball player, but he better than I mean, worse than Zion. I mean, better than Zion? Eh. Nah. No. If he had Rudy Gobert, it'd be a different tune. But we're talking about starting a franchise, like. Yeah, and I would take Zion Williamson over Donovan Mitchell every day of the week. Well, well that's you. Sunday. That's you. But right now, the Utah Jazz are first in the Western Conference, and it ain't because yeah. of Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I mean, Rudy Gobert's their best player. What are we doing? No, stop it. Don't do that. Don't is do that. Not? Don't do that. Don't do is that. He's not? No, he's not. Donovan Mitchell's their best perimeter player to no. score, but he's not their best player. He's their best Rudy overall player. He, he, he's the engine that he's the engine until the playoffs when they expose him, but Gobert. He didn't, he didn't get exposed player. last year in the playoffs. Hmm? He didn't get exposed last year in the playoffs. When he oh, lost so against the Lions? I, it was seven. It was a one-on-one matchup between. The one lead. Like I mean, what do you mean? He, he did what he could. Rudy Gobert yeah. wasn't stepping up. All he was doing was just being tall. 
I look, I said Rudy Gobert, like I said, he gets exposed in the playoffs. And y'all agree with is their best perimeter player, but he's not their best player. Chris and Carm, y'all agree with Warren here. No, I'm enjoying Hey, this. look, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this, Warren. I like anything Warren's saying, I'm enjoying. I'm like, yeah, Warren. Cool. Cool. Just cool. Just talk, See, talk Warren. Come slide in my DMs. We can have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Warren. My DMs are always available for you, Con. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Warren. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Shoot or shoot. That's what I'm talking Shut about. Up, Mark. Now, now me and Warren are on the same page. I see, right, I see a Hi, New Orleans. Relax. Relax, New Orleans. See, I'm sorry, Warren. Mark was in New Orleans with an unidentified person. Oh, my God. And he God. don't want to share. So let's just not talk about oh, DMs, you are Mark. so annoying right now. Thanks. <laughs> hey, look. He, he, he's pulling his James Harden godly ring right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I hate y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, this 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 is very 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 entertaining, guys. <laughs> I, I I I've really took, I've had a really stressful day from work, but this is really made. This is really took a load off my. Yes, Warren. That's what we like to hear. That's what we're here for. Running back, man. That's what right. we're here for. Yes, it's four twenty. I you know I hope you guys are celebrating four twenty the right way. I'm gonna need to after this show. <laughs> see, see, this is why I always stay prepared. Mm-hmm. I hope you, st- you stay ready, Warren. You gotta as get I, ready. As I get my 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 fire as we speak. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All, right. <laughs> All right, Warren. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right, um, always, always. All right, um, Warren. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for calling in. And hey, and if you ever want to make a trip to Philadelphia, don't worry. We got you, man. Please come through. Uh, of course, of course, of course. I'm trying to get some PTO. Hope y'all take care of me. I'm going to try one of y'all fill the key states. I swear if it's terrible, I'm going to call y'all and tell y'all it's terrible. No, <laughs> we got you. We got you. We got you. We'll direct you to the right place for, for sure. sure. And don't worry. Calm, calm got you. And hopefully y'all make a way to Chicago so I can take y'all to some real genuine pizza and not that deep dish crap that they talk about. <laughs> okay. You mean lasagna? <laughs> hey, that's what, tour, that's what you tourists eat. We don't eat that. Bet. So, I'm down. All right. Um, yeah, Warren, uh, once again, you know, thanks for calling in. Uh, we still got to do uh, my, my final mock draft and uh, another segment that Mark uh, just came up with. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Mark, all right, uh, Warren, take it easy. You too. Bye. Peace. Appreciate the call. All right, and you're listening to 98.5 WJYM, running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call in, that get number, that call number. That number is 215 All right. Uh, do you have, like, another? Oh, yeah. No, it was just it was just an MVP extended ladder. Like, like right now, you know, we know the five. Like, we know the five. But I feel like a lot of players have been playing so well. The five. Yeah. People who could get MVP. Series by Joel, Jokic, Chris Paul, Steph, and then who else? Like Dame, Dame, yeah, and Dame. Yeah, like, yeah, That's five, yeah. yeah. Like, th- those, are, I think, those are. Like Everyone, right? Like, right I feel now. like t- on TV th- this week, I've just seen straight up Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. That's all I've been seeing. That's is all just Jokic. Yeah. I think because Jokic just hasn't been out. He's been playing. Yeah, Jokic hasn't missed any games. He, he hasn't, hasn't missed any. He hasn't missed. Any. So that's, that's the biggest really difference. The only thing. Because yeah. Steph missed. Honestly, LeBron. Whoa. Okay. That's all good. Steph missed. LeBron missed. Embiid missed. Embiid missed. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we got the usual yeah, suspects. Tobias Harris missed. Yeah. Huh? Uh, oh, Furcon missed. Like, you know what I mean? Got the, can't forget about Furcon. You know what I mean? Actually, I didn't hear you say a word about him today. It's time for the Quirkinator. 
Why? It's not for the quirky, man. Why? Right, right, listen, up? listen, man. Listen, all listen, all great players have bad. All, all gods have all <laughs> gods have bad games. I mean, yeah, listen, apparently she's listen, listen, he's he's a Turkish guy. All, all <laughs> gods have bad nights, man. You know what the wild thing is? After every show, Chris will throw on that dunk contest. A fair called Quirkmas. Like he don't even wait. Quirkmas got wait. hops, man. Stop. He d- he did a rim grazer last night though. Yeah. It was it was cool. Listen, man, 2016 Turkish Slam Dunk champion. Respect <laughs> <laughs> on that damn name. Time to give him his flowers. Well, so I mean, you guys pretty much named most of them, um, but like on my extended list, like I feel like Chris Paul really not on there. I feel like us, like who watch it, we know, like well, Chris in Paul terms, deserves to well, be. yeah, in terms of what does the MVP mean? What is the difference between Joel and let's say Chris Paul? Jo- most Joel, yeah, but Joel has always carried the Sixers, you know, since he's been in his kind of prime, more prime. Chris Paul always carries whatever team he's on. And then we look at the Suns, they're number two in the West. That's not an easy feat from being number seven, number eight to number two in the West. I agree. But yeah, LeBron's been hurt, but still, they're still chilling at number two. They beat the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Chris Paul beat bringing the something. Bucks also. Yeah, they, they, beat the, they just beat they the Bucks, did. yep, in overtime. So, and then, yo, shout out to the Grizzlies, man. They keep losing in overtimes and close games. They lost against. Ugly losses, too. Yeah, they lost against the the Nuggets in second and double overtime, which I was, like, sick about. I I love Ja. I think he's, like, so entertaining. He's next up. I like him. And I'm like, dang, y'all keep losing. Especially that game against the. um, Against the Mavs that Lucas shot. I was like, yo, that is not even fair. Yeah, he basically hit a tripping floater yeah, he was like, to he, win the game. He fell into a three pretty much, and, and he made nothing it. Nothing but that. And that was crazy. And I like Ja. Now, one thing someone was saying, like, Ja's a leader, because I think people were talking crap about um, Grayson Allen, how he missed both his free throws, which, which would have put the Grizzlies up four. Mm-hmm. So even if Luka made it, if he made the three, they still would have been down one. Yep. So people were talking crap about Grayson, which he gets a lot of slack anyway from his college playing days. But... Um, Ja was like, I don't want to hear any slander about my teammates. Our team, our teammates played great, and that's what even got us to the point where we could have won the game. So Ja is not into the, like a Kyrie move with blaming the team, blaming nah. other people. He's all about team, all about togetherness, and, you know, taking accountability as a team. This is a team sport, and obviously, like we talk about, you don't want to leave games down to free throws. You don't want to leave games down to a final shot. You want to put in the work throughout the whole 48 minutes to get you to the point where you win the game. Mm-hmm. So you can't blame Grayson because, yeah, he needs to make his free throws. It's unacceptable. But it ain't solely on his shoulders nah. because things could have been done to help them win. Yeah, they currently have the uh, – Memphis currently has the 8C right now. They're sitting at 29 and 27. So they're um, they're a game behind Dallas who are 30 and 26 out of the seven. But spot. Dallas has been winning lately. They have been winning a lot lately. Oh, man. Don't bring that up because uh, Luka Doncic and Mark Cuban going to feel some type of way about that playing tournament. Well, then they better ball out because... Well, I know they don't like it, but that's what's going to happen if y'all stay at number eight Most or number likely, seven. if it's today, they're going to play the Spurs, and that, that could be a loss for Dallas. And th- depending on how things go, like, the Pelicans, I mean, they're three games out of it right now. They could sneak in, but uh, they're, it's going to be tough with that 11 spot. If they can somehow trump the Spurs... Wouldn't be shocking to see, you know, Zion and that. I mean, that's why this is here anyway, yeah. and he still can't get But you know there. what's crazy to me? I think the way the media is swaying things, especially about Joel. Like, why is no one talking about Joel being an MVP frontrunner anywhere? The Sixers are still number one in the East. Joel wasn't playing yet, but he's back. And since he's been back, he's been going off. 
so why isn't Jarrell in the in the talks of MVP anyway? Just because he missed a couple of weeks, so what? Yeah. Uh, what is it? so? Because that's what it is, though. Yeah, because one, he's missed too many games, and two, all, all sports is about recency bias. So pretty much, but he missed like ten games. I just don't. I, in my opinion, I'm not really feeling the people who control the narrative now. Like it's just like. It's all like hot take talk. Like I don't. I think I. I don't. I personally don't think I do hot take talk. I really like. I say how I feel. Like there's no way. Like I'm flip flopping my MVP every week. Like based on who's playing, who's not. Like well, I think in terms of people's opinions and even on sports shows, it's about really watching players as the season goes on instead of just sitting on the bank of I know what they've done, I know what their numbers say. Are you watching all their games? Are you seeing their production? Are you seeing the things that they're doing to contribute to wins and losses? Mm-hmm. That matters. I mean, yes, numbers are going to speak. You say numbers a lot and they don't, but a real basketball fan, if you watch basketball, you might say by the numbers, Shake had a sh- crappy game, but if I'm looking at the game, I might have a different opinion on terms of how he played. Right. You know what I mean? So sometimes it, you can't necessarily grade a player off of numbers because that's not always determining how, they, how they're playing. But like a player like Joel, you're going to go off of how much is he scoring to contribute to the team. Ben. But the, the people talk about Ben. People don't always go off Ben's numbers, his points, because people know that Ben contributes to the Zink game so much more. Yeah. The one thing that that's I know you guys. That's I'm saying. I'm not saying people don't need to score. I'm just saying that you can't always say this Jokic is an MVP candidate solely, and he's number one because he hasn't missed a game, which is a valid point. But you can't say because he's dropping like 20, 12, and, you know, 9 or whatever. Yeah. The, um, I know we were talking about it over in, like, the group chat and everything, but I think you posted it about Rachel Nichols or whatever. Yeah. What she said, she made a very valid point. I mean, like, no one ever talks about Jokic defense. on defense. Like, at all. It's all about the flashy offensive numbers. It, and I know it's crazy coming from a guy like me, but, no, Embiid definitely needs to be the front runner because he does it on both sides of the court. And he is highly valuable to his team, highly. Like, we, we know how close we were to this season being over when Joel got that knee injury. Yeah. Like, it, it would have been a lapse. Yeah. We would have maybe slipped down to the seventh. But this is – the narrative of media and the NBA, how things are going. It's all about the flashiness and, you know, what people want to see. Just like y'all talk about these these mm-hmm. dumb dunks. It's just, that's all it's about. Listen, also, in the end, it's like I don't hear nobody saying that the Nuggets are going to come out the West. And in regards to, you know, the Sixers coming out of the East, Rasheed Wallace, Dr. J, they all say, listen, as long as NBA's healthy, I got them coming out of the East. I've never heard anybody say that about Jokic. In the Western Conference, because that's not real. With Jamal being hurt now, now yeah. Jamal being out, it's like, what are the? So is he truly carrying his team through? Or is he going to carry them through the playoffs? Can he, is he the player that's going to be the different, the differential between them making it to the Western Conference Finals or them being eliminated in the second round? And truly, that's why it's frustrating. So if it's any other season, if we're taking postseason out of it, yeah, how come they don't even speak of Donovan Mitchell? They're the number one all year. If they're not thinking postseason. If they're just if it's really a regular season award like they say it is, how come Donovan Mitchell's name isn't even mentioned? And that's just being real. They've been number one all year. Giannis was getting number one for the Bucks because I mean getting MVPs for the Bucks because they were first in the Eastern Conference and he was very valuable to that team. You mean to tell me that Utah still gonna be number one if Donovan Mitchell's gone? So is it really a regular season award because Donovan Mitchell don't even get talked about? He's averaging a career high in points, assists, three point percentage. 
like 26.4 points per game, 5.2 assists, 38% from three. Those are all career highs. Utah is number one in the Western Conference and not even a peep. So that's what I'm saying. Is it a regular season award or is it really not? Because if that's the case, Donovan Mitchell, he should be at least in the top three. It's because he got that weird shot, man. <laughs> he got that it's weird because leg they're not thing. going to win the championship. He got that weird leg. That's thing why. Too. It's because they're not going to win the championship. I mean, by that logic, why did Giannis win back to back? I'm still trying to figure it out because we all knew Giannis wasn't going to win. We all knew Giannis last name is Antetokounmpo. Okay, that's Giannis, what it is. Giannis <laughs> Alphabet. Got yeah, his his name his name his name is a storyline. His whole life is a storyline. It fits. It fits the narrative of the NBA. I just it, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm to just me. I'm just playing devil, like I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't like. That's why I don't like like how the media is controlling the narrative right now because it's BS. Like, what's the truth? Donovan Mitchell should be top three. If we're being all, if we're being honest, if we're talking regular season, not if they're going to actually win a championship, because we know Utah's not. You never know. Rudy right. Gobert, man, could drop oh. fifty. Oh, <laughs> he, he might. All right. Well, uh, we got another comment. Oh, it's from Warren. Jokic is going to win because of production, team success, and Murray being out of narrative wise. Embiid should win because he played forty out of fifty-seven. So he'll be eliminated. Hmm. And Tyrell says that the reason why Donovan Mitchell's not the MVP is because he plays in Utah and nobody watches the chat. And that's real what? I mean, that's fair, but like, Carl Malone won MVP and who watches just like, just like, Just like LeBron said, when we play 2K, you've never once said, like, yo, <laughs> I'm running with the Jazz. Nobody in their life. No BJ, my did. I ain't gonna lie, I did have a moment back when they had like Darren Williams, Andre Kalenko, yeah. um, freaking. Carlos Boozer. Mehmet Okor. Yeah. Like, that Jazz team was okay. Yeah. But I mean, LeBron said that was like that was like messing around. Though. Like, that wasn't like my real squad. Yeah, yeah. But that's LeBron it. That's that's it my best. list. That's that's my debate. Oh, I mean, oh, I didn't really say a lot of names. But Julius Randle, like, if we were extending it, like, of no, course he's he was, most valuable to his team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, of course he's not going to win it. But like, the Knicks yeah. are currently to succeed, and he's averaging career highs and everything as well. Yeah, he's the reason why they're actually talking about the Knicks now. He he is the reason. You know, and don't forget about Giannis. No one even talks about Giannis right now. It's voter fatigue. It's the same thing I, why I, Bill Belichick didn't win Coach of the Year. Every I year. get it. I I want him. Same with Jack Popovich. Yeah, I get it. Um, Chris, the floor is yours. Carm, right. can you give him his introduction? Oh, we're doing this now. Yeah. We're doing it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Back again, <laughs> high demand. It's Christopher Thomas with his 2021 NFL mock draft. <laughs> this week, we will be going with the 21st to the 30th picks of the. 2021 Christopher Thomas, give us your lowdown. Give us your expertise. Chris Thomas, the man, the myth, the turquoise shirt, the legend. Go ahead, Christopher. We're waiting. I gotta, I gotta put on my Tony Reality cap here on Mission and Error. It's 22nd through 32nd. 22nd don't, don't do that, Christopher. I'm just. I just gave you an amazing don't intro. Do that. I appreciate that. She put on her I quiet storm voice again for you. Quiet storm. Right. Jeez, Christopher. Oh God, don't let Warren hear this. <laughs> what right, Warren? He already said his inbox is wide open right. for you. All right. <laughs> all right. So 20 second pick in the chat. Who you got? All right. So this is the final edition. I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna give my explanations and you know come proofread and edit this list before I you know submit it tonight. But the 22nd through the 32nd pick. Okay. Ooh, okay, Chris. Okay. okay. All right. All right, yeah. All right. So, 
Um, who's on the Who's on the clock? Uh, the Tennessee Titans are officially on the clock. Okay. And uh, with the twenty second pick, I have the Tennessee Titans selecting Carlos Basham Jr., defensive lineman from Wake Forest. I had an opportunity to interview him during the Senior Bowl. Really great guy. We both uh, fans of Law and Order SVU. Nice. He actually started binge watching it because of the pandemic. You know, same as I did. Yeah. But uh, Tennessee's pass rush was not good last year. Uh, obviously, with the loss of Jadamian Clowney. But Clowney only played eight games, got zero sacks during it, and he was IR. But hopefully, you know, with this pick, you know, lost your LKC two years ago. Uh, Clowney was a bust signing. So hopefully uh, Carlos Basham's, Boogie Basham's, is a, is a step forward to improve their pass rush. Number 23, the New York Jets are on the clock. They're one of three teams, uh, three teams if I got this right, picking in the uh, first round twice. The New, York Gillette, the New York Jets select cornerback Greg Newsom. Um, a lot of guys um, have, you know, Newsom or Eric Stokes, them drafting a cornerback in their first round um, with their second pick. Um, Jeff, who's also a Jets fan, also had um, this pick as well. Uh, the drop-off between corner, you know, from the first round to the second round is going to be significant. So at this point, get yourself, you know, your starting corner going forward and, you know, fill out the rest of your team later. With the 24th pick... The Pittsburgh Steelers select offensive line, offensive lineman center, uh, Creed Humphrey. Pittsburgh's all three offensive linemen, you know, during this year. Marquise Pouncey retired. Uh, I was going to go Najee Harris, running back from Alabama with this pick, but Pittsburgh needs to get some legitimate help to improve their offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger is not getting older, and it doesn't matter what running back's back in there if you don't improve your offensive line. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, the 25th pick, I select the Jacksonville Jaguars, select Najee Harris, running back from University of Alabama. I know everybody's thinking, but what about James Robinson, undrafted free agent? Here's the thing. You can never have too many good running backs. If you want to make sure that Trevor Lawrence's rookie year goes perfectly fine without a hitch or anything, you load up on the running back position, give him a nice dual running back threat. You still got plenty of good wide receivers. LaVisca Chanel's had a really solid year. Uh, DJ Shark. And you can still get a wide receiver in the later rounds. I like what Jacksonville is doing right now. So if you get a Najee Harris, that could be your hood ornament to um, your offensive weapon repertoire. It, but here's my question, though. Since they're going to go running back, what was the point of giving up Leonard Fournette or let him go? What was the because running backs are a dime a dozen. Then you got to remember that Leonard Fournette was a key piece during that Super Bowl. Uh, that, that playoff deep, run? Yeah, that deep playoff run that they made so it's like that's a lot of mileage and more importantly his rookie contract was coming up so they didn't want to pay him true yeah that sucks running backs get done so dirty absolutely but um 26 pick the uh the cleveland browns select christian barmore defensive lineman from alabama the writing was on the wall as soon as i saw sheldon richardson get released they were going to go young at that position so why pay twelve million dollars for this for you know a veteran where I can just get a rookie contract for um, a younger player who could definitely produce with this offensive uh, defensive front with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Mm. Uh, 27th pick, the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock and they select Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown's not a number one. Neither is Willie Sneed. And Mark yeah. Andrews is not on the tier of like a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Yes. Yeah. Solid but not great. Yeah. So you need somebody who's going to be going up a nice, tall, wide receiver to go up, catch those 50-50 balls. Rashard Bateman fills that quota. And, and that's what they need bad. Because yeah. Lamar Jackson, I mean, he didn't have enough weapons in the playoffs, and it showed. We, everyone knew if they weren't running, it was going to Mark Andrews. Yeah. And uh, everybody was like, man, um, part of me also thinks they can go pass rusher here, but 
Baltimore does such a really good job developing in-house with mid-round picks. Um, late, they can get a pass rusher later, and he can still develop into a star. Mm-hmm. I like what Baltimore does in terms of the development that they've done. Obviously, since Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, defensively, that they could take a wide receiver here, get a pass rusher later, and honestly, the pass rusher might be end up better than Rashad Bateman. You never know. I mean, it is a it's a wide receiver deep class, cornerback deep class a little bit. So I mean, this yeah. is the year to get him. Yeah, New Orleans Saints are on the clock. This is a weird pick because. They're 28. They already have their guy in Taysom Hill and um, James Weston. I don't know who's going to be throwing them the football. And they're it's the brother man, not so, the other man. But uh, yeah. But uh, Taysom Hill's contract shows me that yeah, that maybe it's going to be him. But it's a weird pick because I don't know what they need. So I'm just going to kill best player available. So the New Orleans Saints select Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. Uh, you'll also Manuel Sanders. So Trey Quan Smith goes back to being your number two. He's not a number two. So, Kadarius Tony, I like him a lot. Uh, he's probably the best guy in terms of yards after the catch. Um, wide receivers in that entire draft. So, him playing alongside Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, he's definitely going to be um, getting some open looks and uh, try to compete for a playoff spot in the NFC. 29, the Green Bay Packers, they select cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. Mm. from uh, Florida State. Okay. So, um, Outside of Jair Alexander, I'll trust their secondary. They re-signed Kevin King, but I'm not sold on him, especially after the NFC Championship game. Uh, you think you got Chandler Sullivan in the slot, not sold on him either. They're going to need somebody who is going to be a fixture for them, you know, for years to come, kind of what Jair Alexander is. So I think like Asante Samuel, his, his father was a borderline Hall of Fame uh, cornerback. I feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame because... He's probably one of the best zone corners in NFL history. Just his ability to read and decipher coverages was probably second to none in any corner I've seen. Yeah. Hopefully and, that, you know, branches off on his offspring. Yeah. So I love generational talents. Uh, Pat Sertain, J.C. Horn, who's the son of Joe Horn. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like I like these generational kids. Um, I like these legacy kids in this draft. Mm-hmm. So with the 30th pick, the Buffalo Bills select Carol Ferry, cornerback. Um I have fairly falling. I have him as my cornerback three, but a lot of teams are going to be looking at that back surgery he just got and kind of just wave, uh, like, back off on that. But uh, here's the thing. Tredavious White needs a partner in crime, and I feel like if he's fairly healthy, he could end up being the best cornerback in this class. So, What team was that? Huh? Buffalo. Bills. Yeah, and honestly, the Bills really don't really need anything. So at this point, it's like a hood ornament pick. Yeah. Um, that's pretty player. loaded everywhere. Yeah, so you take your bet, take the best player available, and uh, you know you sort out everything later. With the thirty-first pick, Kansas City's on the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, they select defensive lineman Jason Oway from Penn State. They hey. need, they need somebody to help rush the passer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are. Yeah. Um, we are. Hi. Uh, we are. Oh my goodness. You're not gonna do it, Chris. You do it every time. We are Penn State. I'm an Ohio State fan. Why would I do that? Yeah, I do, did it I do it. I do it for you. You didn't even know. Thanks, MT. Um, wow! What? Can you let the man finish his? List? Oh God, I got ah. it's fine. When a woman disagrees, she's a hater. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kansas City needs a pass rusher. Um, they definitely need somebody to help improve that front. Uh, you know, Griff, you know, help take advantage of the double teams. Chris Jones, Hake. So. No uh, offensive lineman left on the board? 
that late? None, none that I, none that I like. Because you know that's a need though yeah. for them. But Andy Reid does such a good job with developing offensive lines. So I could see them taking, you know, a few picks uh, like in the mid rounds to like you know try to improve it. Okay. So this is the second round. No, first. This is still the first round. Yes. How many picks are in the 32. first round? Thirty-two. Oh crap. And uh, last and. Last but certainly not least, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defending Super Bowl champs take uh, defensive lineman from Washington, Levi Owuzare. Not bad. Uh, at this point, Tampa Bay has a dartboard. You, you throw the dartboard, anybody can and anybody can be fit. They can take the safety from TCU to help pair with Antoine Winfield Sr. You can take the best pass rusher available, but my thing is, the strength of the Tampa Bay's defense in the front seven, so they're going to add to it. Yeah. So, um, when you see the Eagles taking a linebacker, if they are this year, because that's a that's a need. They they have two they have two third round picks, so I could definitely see them like you know probably going for one if at all probably in the third round. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like I don't know what kind of scheme they're going to be running. I don't know if they're going to be running two linebackers. We don't know sets. anything about anything right yeah. now about Philadelphia. But, like, yeah, you can get a guy like a Chase Surratt. Uh, Dylan Moses, who continues to fall from the board, in my opinion, he was probably linebacker one, you know, before the injury back in, like, last year. So you could probably get him um, as, you know, like, a, at a bargain. But, um, but yeah, um, if you want to get a linebacker, probably the third round is probably it. I'm not yeah. – Even though we did just sign one. Yeah. From Minnesota, and he's yeah. actually really good. Anthony Harris also, yeah. the safety from Minnesota. Those two guys were, let me just tell you, those two guys are good. The, it was, the, the cap was just messed up, so none of those guys can get what they wanted in terms of, like, financial-wise and free agency. Yeah. So. So is that all for the draft? Are you doing anything else next week with uh, the draft? No, that's it. That's it for my picks. Uh, first Lock them in. First round is officially over, and so is the show. Um, um, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to 98.5 WGYM yeah. Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture for today. Uh, once again, you got Chris Thomas, Mark Thompson, Shit Girl Carm. And once again, Warren says, My DMs are always open for you, Carm. Thanks, Warren. We, we won't forget. Appreciate you. <laughs>